Good evening and welcome to Rescue the Fosters. I am Gino, your host, and with me, not one, not two, but three co-hosts tonight. <laughs> we we made Tom the honorary co-host last week. Tom, congratulations again for your second week as co-host. Not just I am, a guest. Yeah. You're much I'm more so important. Thrilled. Yeah, I'm so thrilled, Gino, and I want to thank uh, everybody out there that was pulling for me and didn't even know about this, but thank you, and uh, my agent, um, Jerry Maguire. Anyway, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do, don't you want to thank the academy i want to thank the academy for yeah. thinking about doing the right thing now yeah <laughs> anyway we have the co-founders of rescue the fosters miss sylvia beachy and miss daniel holm ladies how are you tonight we're good and we want to tell everyone that it's gino the great one's birthday oh <laughs> so happy birthday Shh, don't tell yeah. anybody I'm, try, I'm trying to hide birthdays at this point. They're, you know, they're just not fun anymore like they used to be. They oh, used they to be can so be. fun. Yeah, yeah. Is there something yeah. that might might make me happy? Yeah, we're gonna by throw the way, a bladed, by bladed the way, party. Before <laughs> before we get started, I gotta say thank you, ladies, for the amazing gift today. The ladies called me this morning and said, We got you something, and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe something's coming in Amazon or you know, maybe it's coming through, I don't know, whatever the other ups or something they're like no no we bought you a website I'm like oh really cool what is it <laughs> ladies what's it called well, it sounds better got, when it comes from you, you. got two or uh, i did get two true that's three. true oh yeah i got yeah, three now three. well what's the yeah. funny one that's that's the... it's gino the great one.com and gino the great one.org <laughs> oh my gosh all my heroism is going to be on that one so if anybody yes. wants to contribute it should actually be bradwilson.com it should <laughs> poor yes. brad brad has no idea this is going on i can't wait to contact him and let him know i, I forgot to i should have dm'd him this week and just said brad you have no idea how famous you're getting yep <laughs> social media that's later. right that's right brad that's right. is kind of a living legend and doesn't even know it he's so humble <laughs> he's gonna be on your new website <laughs> he won't yeah be. I, it'll be his picture, like right on the front page. I think that'll be really cool. Yes. Yeah. So, Tom, I heard you have something for me—a special gift. I do. I do have a special gift for you, and I'm going to perform it right now. Oh wait, wait, wait! Ready? Time out. Time, time out. Time out. I forgot. We didn't even introduce you. Our other co-host is Tom. Tom, we let you, you know, go through all the fanfare and stuff, but we didn't even formally introduce you. Our other co-host is Tom Aldhouse, the original writer of the screenplay *The Immortals*, which. The Hollywood cabal stole and turned into the Matrix. That's right. <laughs> we need that. We need that soundbite. Yeah. No, it's good. Good soundbite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You ready for your song? I'm ready. Okay. Here it comes. I hope I do this right. <clears throat> oh, say can you see by his studio lights who we so proudly hail and is definitely so dreamy whose bright shirt and tight pants ever ready as right oh our viewers we watch is so gallantly streaming his arms they did not tire gino refused to expire gave proof through his might all bleachers he would fight oh say does that gino not tell man in the land still with and a hero of the brave thank you 
It's, it's so touching. Yeah, I can send you the lyrics. I, I do like the streaming part, and I thought it was really yeah. cool how you added that. Like, just kind of just blended right in there, the, the whole streaming thing. I like that. Nice yeah, because we're streaming. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Because <laughs> we're streaming. Oh, Tom, I got to say that was very special, and uh, thank you very much, my friend. Special and cool or special is I should get extra education. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. So, ladies, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i gotta say i, I thought maybe you were gonna do the old Marilyn monroe bit or something but <laughs> i was, was gonna do that, that. i was you? gonna i was gonna do that after this thing after the after the <laughs> which was the chip the chip and dale dance and yeah i was all well, ready to look like, look it's a long show we have plenty of time for that later okay <laughs> oh my i was gosh. actually i was, okay. I was gonna write happy on my front and birthday on the on the taillights. <laughs> oh man. Let me just let me just say this. Okay. I gotta say, and it, this is gonna sound very depressing, <laughs> but it's not. As you but get Brad, older Brad's okay. Brad's okay, right? Brad's fine. Brad is okay, fine. Good, okay, yes. Good. I saved him years ago, Tom. He's okay. He <laughs> might he might be an immortal at this point just because of the bravery of one young man on that playground back in nineteen eighty two. That's right. <laughs> so, Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Anyway. <laughs> I just got to tell you, like, at, it's like, I can't even believe how old I am. So my uncles were calling me today. One of them's 85 and the other one's 77, but they're in great shape. Mm -hmm. they're, they don't act their age. They don't sound their age, but it's like, they're like, well, just wait till you get our age. And I'm like, that's not like comforting. Like I'm already old. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I literally feel like I'm your age some days. Like I don't, I don't well, know you know, that's a compliment. Listen, reversing cat years backwards. So you're, you're eight. <laughs> Excellent. I'll take that. I will take that. I would gladly, I don't know if I had to like pick an age to be, I think I'd go back to actually a friend of mine sent a picture of me, him and a friend of ours that she had passed away. Uh, back 20 years ago, but he sent a picture of three of us. He's like, hey, check this out, man. I just found this. And it, and I'm like, oh, the good old days. You know, you're like 22, 23 years old. I didn't have a care in the world. All I thought about was like, you know, where's my next beer coming from and whatever, you know. <laughs> like, it was well, no worries. You're taking, a, yeah, taking us back to share screen. Now you're going to hit share screen soon because <laughs> that's the whole thing that we're heading towards is okay. reverse aging, which is good. the immortals. So that's yeah. what they're doing. And Stanford, IBM already worked on it. So we're all going to be like 30 years old. But it's going to be the good reverse aging, right? Not the adrenochrome yeah, yeah. reverse. Total aging. health, not adrenochrome. Yeah. It's the blue, not the red pill. Yes. Beautiful. I love that. I love the sound of that. Yeah. All right. Well, enough jibber jab and enough about me and my stupid birthday. <laughs> but thank you all for your, your gifts. They were all special to me and I'll never forget them. Love you all. All right, Tom. So last oh. week we got, we got into the Christian. Oh, you got a question? When's Brad's birthday? <laughs> so, i should know that but i don't i think it's in the summertime okay we're gonna yeah. need to know that for the website what's brad's what's brad's favorite food <laughs> oh you're killing me well okay. he's a, he's we'll a move big on. We'll move on. Okay. he's a big hunter so it's probably venison i'm gonna say venison i might be right on that venison chili i'm gonna go out on a limb and say Okay, so we can quote you that he's a big hunker. Look, Tom, Tom, I just help people. I just, I just save them and then I move on. Okay, like All right, I don't go have ahead, time go ahead, to, take to make friends. Take it then. Take it. Go on. Go on. Uh, go ahead. 
All right. So, all right. Last week we started talking about the Christian Coalition. Sylvia was not with us, but uh, I don't know. Sylvia, you said you were listening in and chiming yes. in every now and then. But anyway, it, not exactly the organization we might have thought it was growing up. Um, I mean, I always thought they did pretty good work and did all that stuff. But Tom had a different point of view. He was actually inside the inner workings of that machine that is the Christian coalition. Now, yeah. I would love, as a Christian, a coalition that was good. I mean, who mm -hmm. wouldn't, right? If you're a Christian, you want a coalition right. that, that comes together to do the greater works. But apparently, that's not really their agenda. And is it the same? I mean, I know it still exists, and they, you know, go out and it's um, his plan was a dynasty so tim is right in his father's diapers so yeah nice um our good friend adam hugapug said please remember the brown pills are for the deep state <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, and the, he's got and the he's, pants he's yeah. got th three turd emojis up there <laughs> nice Agreed, and, and the brown Agreed. and yeah and the brown pants too and the so brown great. pants that's true mm -hmm. all right well where do you want to start tom with um with you you call what you think you feel and i will follow because you are Whoa. god among men just amazing <laughs> wow this is great one greatest, great this one. is my great greatest day ever okay so all right well i'd like to start with <clears throat> i'd like to start with uh what is it operation blessing so what is operation oh. blessing actually doing they got these huge trucks they got planes helicopters i don't know all this stuff bringing in you know supplies to these ravaged areas whether it's by natural disaster or war-torn areas or maybe they yeah. need a well or something but what is really going on is is there good work going on mixed in with nefarious deeds no, it's all a PR machine and everything was geared to make as much money as possible. And so what they did was um, like you saw the Ezra 7, 17, 18 thing. We talked about that, right? Yeah. yeah so everything, everything's geared for uh, pulling the money and volunteers, like we said, rip open the envelopes, put the money and checks into the basket and throw out the prayer request and everything else. They just want the money as soon as they can get it. It's all about that. Everybody there was greedy. So what you have with Operation Blessing is, um, I don't know if I mentioned it, where the guy came to my house, uh, was a student from CBN and Robertson's organization. Did I tell you about that? Where he wrote a paper, uh, was sent on a trip paid yeah. by uh, Robertson's group down to um, uh, Nicaragua. It was, And uh, he was to research Operation Blessing's operations there, right? And so um, did I tell you about this or not? I don't Then let's. Let's hit it then. Let's hit it. This yeah, is really, this is so. important. Okay. So I had three housemates at the time. They were both like former Miss America patients, whatever, but they were helping keep me safe after the Robertson thing was all over me. So they were housemates. And when I was working for the Rockefellers, hmm, one to the wet next. So while I'm there, this guy shows up and he had the hots for one of my housemates named Kirsten, who ended up with Spielberg's camp. Anyway, and he was there. He was asking her to have sex and moaning and doing what a religious right guy would do at Robertson's organization, press and moan. And she wouldn't have it. So what happened was he took his paper that he had written and threw it in my trash can, which is a really good thing because now I have it. And it shows you exactly what Operation Blessing was doing in Nicaragua. And this is what's interesting. What you have is um, the PR staff of Robertson's organization. If they paid for his trip down there and he came back, they redlined everything out. Let's not use this. Let's not talk about this. Let's not throw that in. Very interesting. So you look at what was redlined. Well, when he was down there, he stayed with some pastors initially, and 
they were watching porn all the time. So the Operation Blessing staff just watched porn all the time on their monitors. They didn't really do anything. Meanwhile, he went out and interviewed some of the other uh, clergy that were around the area to get a full uh, review and paper for, you know, back at CBN. And what he found out was the pastors were complaining that when Operation Blessing was delivering their supplies, they did not come to them. They went to a designated area for the drug lords. And what was filmed was only the drug lord's hands. So they get on – or their lackeys. So what you see in the footage – and I have copies of it. I'll show you next time. Uh, you see hands reaching out to receive all these medical supplies. It's going to the drug lords. Not even anyway. But that's all Robertson wanted. The agreement was they'll just show their hands of these lackeys and such. And that way he's got PR material during his fundraisers to show the hands receiving and say it's a miracle. We're the only ones allowed into the country uh, by the by the dictatorship to to bring Operation Blessing there. Yeah, because you're giving it to the drug lords. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, that, that was kind of shocking. <clears throat> yeah. So I've got the of, So none of the supplies were going to any of the people that really needed the help. No, not that time. So everything was – now couple that with the Ezra 7, 17, 18. Ezra 18 says do and your, what your brother Jews want to do with the rest of gold and silver. You know, So it's like he could do whatever he wants with the returns gained by that. Now there's another thing. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Danny. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to interject about something. So it made me think of the, like, the Salvation Army and all those places. I don't – this might be the same. It might not be. But this is why I'm very um, – hesitant about not ever giving to certain charities because I never know if it's going to the right people or if it's going to wrong people for bad reasons. So I rather like whenever I give to people, I want to give directly to the people like to families and stuff. Exactly. I don't do that. And then they make me feel like a bad person when I don't give. (laughs) Some of these organizations skim so much off the top. You might have 10% going to the people. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's exactly right. And and like I said, if you keep in mind what um, Robertson's doing all along the trail there, he gives himself away by, you know, the people throwing the envelopes away and the prayer requests and just grabbing. Those people were giving their prayers and money with their prayers. Their prayers would be looked at and uh, supplicated. And instead, he's throwing them out. Volunteers mm-hmm. are supposed to throw them out. And then that Ezra, you know, do what you want with the money. So everything was geared towards how do they make the most money possible? And that's how Robertson got started with um, being an evangelist televangelist was making money remember that pastor took him to dinner and he said you mean you can do you can have the car and the dinner, all this the fancy stuff by doing what you do i'm in so he he left manhattan with Didi and went down to become a televangelist because it was the biggest uh thing you could do with tax exemption and make a fortune he made millions so it's like bill gates with the vaccine he made what uh twenty dollars twenty dollars on the dollar so he he claimed to be a uh, philanthropist, but actually a beneficiary, he's actually made a $20 on $1 profit, $20 return on each dollar on the vaccine. Then he says the vaccines didn't work. Now we're finding all those that took it are actually getting sick. And those of us that were, you know, all, and I'm sorry for anybody that has feeling of suffering. You don't deserve that. You were, you were told a bad, bad thing. And, uh, I know you were trying to do it right probably too. So now we're all going to be paying for it. Uh, the, the PR show, which goes back to Robertson, the PR show. So that's exactly what it was. And uh, you throw in the thing with the rim shawl and the drum, the guy that we're joking about, you know, plays the drum and the rim shawl. And uh, all staged, all staged and very tyrannical. It's a dictatorship. And it was going towards a one world theocracy. Thank God he thinks that I stopped him and he hated me for it. You know, I lost everything for it. But because of that, and the screenplay came from that, there'd be no Matrix story, immortal story, if I had not been treated, subjugated to that. So it's, it works out in the end, doesn't it? 
because it's a totally unique perspective. But yeah, you've got this situation where I, I want to show you next time the video of the dentist. Did I tell you about that one? Where on his fundraisers also, um, two things. During his fundraisers, he'll say, he'll have these people on the phones and stuff, you know, and they'll go like, they play the drum or the fanfare every time they get a donation. What's interesting is if you work at CBN, if you're one of the many people that work there, right? Um, you're, you are, according to your um, position, as you're hiring, as being hired, you have to agree to give 10% of your earnings to Pat Robertson's organization. Therefore, he can announce that another person donated. So they stagger him. So you've got like how many employees there? So your fundraiser could be nobody calling in, but it looks like the phones are busy from all the employees calling in as they're required to. And here's another donation from – what you hear is this. Another donation from Virginia Beach. Here's another donation from Virginia Beach. That's because it's employees that are required to do it to snowball people to make them donate and get the, the tur wheels turning. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it, but it makes sense. Yeah, I know all the tricks. Do you have the um, slips that you had shown the other day? Right there, yeah. So, so the, yeah, so you can read that, right? Rising Storm, Rising Storm, report. yeah. Yep. This is actually chewed because this was in storage on Maui. And uh, I went and got all my stuff before the fires. And they were asking where all my evidence was. And it's part of the whole story with Maui. So I got it just in time. But if you look at this, um, actually, I have a photo of it, which is better. Um, on the bottom here, see that little small print on the bottom? Okay, where, where is it? Okay, small print on the yep. bottom here? Yeah. Okay, let me read what that says. It says, um, please make your tax-deductible check. Tax-deductible. Why do they have tax exemption? You know, um, to CBN, Virginia Beach, Virginia. In Canada, CBN, Scarborough, whatever, Ontario. All funds are used for designated projects and for the worldwide ministry of CBN in accordance with EDRA 7, 17 to 18. Canadian funds will be used and fulfill the ministry of CBN in accordance with Canadian law. So Canada wasn't having it. It They have to, so we put in, you see the discrepancy, which is interesting. He says, well, by Canadian law, Canadian law, but not US law. So when we look again at it, all funds will be used according to Ezra 7, 17, 18. What does that say? Well, where's my Bible? One second. Let me go get it real quick. You know what sucks? All these organizations that are supposedly doing good you stuff. Have, it's so you annoying. Have you have the Bible handy? Uh, I can look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Look up Ezra 7, 17, 18. That'd be really cool. So, and just keep in mind the word fraud. See, who's going to look this up? So people, Christians in his circle would be like, oh, he's following it according to God, which is better than the government. But when you see what it says, he's he's not following God at all. You he's said, following his own greed. Tom, you Ezra, said Ezra, Ezra 7? Hold it. Ezra 7, 17 and 18. Yeah. Ezra 7, 17. Now read Ezra 7, 17, any of you. Ezra 7, 17. Read that one. Okay. With, with this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs together with their grain offerings and drink offerings and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and so if, fellow... if you – well, leave it at that right now. Yeah. Sorry to jump on you, but just think of that. So if you had Ezra seven seventeen on the check, you're in good shape. 
it's like, okay, so we're going to do what you just said. We're going to use it for what it's designated for, which it says all funds designated for. So that sounds good, right? Like Nicaragua and things like that. Now, why add 18? Now, now read 718. Why is this tagged on if you're good with just 17? Go ahead. Muted. You and your yeah. fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold in accordance with the will of your God. So have we designated any increments or amounts? No, we're just saying that if you give $10,000, okay, Danny, you just gave $10,000 to Pat Robertson. He thanks you, it's going to his horse stables. So you have, it hasn't said on here or in that scripture how much is divvied out. So one penny, the widow's penny goes to uh, Nicaragua and the 999 and rest goes to the horse stables. And uh, because that follows the scripture. And then he'll say, well, we follow scripture and, and we're dealing with the funds. Makes sense. I'm so Broad. sick of people nitpicking scripture mm -hmm. to yeah, suit their needs. Picking. Oh man, it drives well, me crazy. Well, look what they do to women with it, right? Yeah. Pat Robertson's actually encouraging the feminist movement, but tearing down genuine um, um, feminine nature, like tearing mm -hmm. down actual women, like being women. So it's like the balance. He's tearing apart the balance of God. He's actually anti-God, and he saw himself that way. I was in his inner circle. So I was actually supposed to be the guy who points people to the Antichrist. And that's what Elon Musk is supposed to be doing now. He's supposed to point people to the Antichrist. He's taking my job, which I didn't want the job. I said I wouldn't do it, and that's why everything happened to me. And that's why I turned it into a screenplay. Now when you go back and see The Matrix, you understand where this comes from. You have to have a reason for writing it. You have to have a reason for all the scenes. You have to have a reason for why it's so different than everything else. And that's what the Wachowskis won't be able to tell you. They just, you know, they said they wrote it in three days. But every scene, if you dissect that show, I can tell you where the scenes come from in real life, like Shakespeare and love. And that's what's so cool about interrogation scene is part of my life. The little girl pointing the sun is part of my life. The train station scene is part of my life, right? D.C. in there, Washington, D.C., is very much part of my life. So it's all tied to the author's experience in what he was writing and the reason he wrote it. See what I'm saying? So, so yeah, even the false flag. So do you think, I mean, and this makes sense to me, if it's an antichrist agenda, mm -hmm. then it would make sense that because you said, screw you, I'm not going along with this game plan, that they would take everything that you were and were supposed to be, including your script, and they're saying, okay, you don't want to play the game? We're going to take the stuff you wrote with your own imagination, your own talents right. and skills, and we're going to steal it, and we're still going to use it for the Antichrist agenda. Very right? important, Gino. That's exactly right, because I was trying to warn through art, and then you got Keanu Reeves saying, oh, it's a documentary. Well, it would have been, and it will be in the future. But the thing is that what you have is exactly what you just said. They made the red pill the good pill, the blue pill the bad pill. They reversed that, didn't they? They own it, and they mock me for it. You know, Pat Robertson actually said something very interesting after the Wachowskis went and stole the material, right? And they weren't the first candidates, as we saw. It was actually supposed to be um, um, Tom God. Hanks. Yes, Tom thank Hanks you. And... Tom Hanks, right. Yeah. And so what is interesting is here's what Pat Robertson said because he wants to mock me in every turn. So get this. See if this makes any sense. Pat Robertson announced that the Wachowskis um, are great writers, but the script was really bad. So they're saying... They're, the ones that stole it are really good, but the script Tom wrote is bad. It's any dig they can do, and that's how they give themselves away. They always do. It's like it doesn't make any sense, does it? No. It's like, but yeah.
So They're I was compared. Digging. They're always digging and jabbing and all this no. stuff. You know it, Danny, don't you? You know it, Sylvia, too. Yeah, and Gina. Yeah. So that's exactly, you guys have gone through this like hell and high fire. But oh the thing is like, yeah, you have. You can tell the stories forever on this. And so I'm so glad we're like, I'm honorary co-host with y'all too, because we have been through the furnace and we came out undiminished. And that's the image mm -hmm. I got. The image, uh, the image I got from, I believe, God is that we came through the furnace uh, enlarged, not diminished. We actually are, are now uh, stronger. And, uh, but you're absolutely right, Gino. That's exactly what was going on. And so every aspect, and also what goes along with what you just said is what they left out is very telling. They left out everything to do with Robertson. And they left everything to do, um, and uh, the tech, this is interesting too. We just came across, I'll need to send you the slides on this one. Um, in 2017, Star Trek did a CBS thing with Star Trek, um, who was a, Universal is a big part of this ripoff. Robertson's own people sent the stuff to Universal and Disney his own people from telling they were going to help me. But in 2017, they did a Star Trek episode. And in that episode, they call it the uh, neural enhancer. In my screen called play, it's called the brain enhancer. Then later in the episodes, they change to neural link. They change it right there as the, in my case was thrown in 2016, finally. So in 2017, they're celebrating, like you just said, and they're actually saying enhancer, what I used enhancer. That's pretty telling. And then they have the, even the scene where the person, the girl bites down on the blue capsule and she dissolves away, taking the others with her. And they, that's in my screenplay. So what they did get this, they have Harry Mudd, a character in Star Trek. The girl takes the thing, bites down on it very stoically, just goes and doesn't show any pain, just dissolves away. And Harry Mudd goes like this. Well, that's new. Yeah, that was my new thing in my screenplay where she sacrificed herself as a femme fatale to save Neo by biting on a capsule when the guards were all piling on her. So in Game of Thrones, commissioned by Warner Brothers, follow this one. Uh, commissioned by Warner Brothers, by an employee in-house, J.R. Martin, in-house at Warner Brothers, is commissioned to write Game of Thrones with a team of writers. So he's really not the great writer he claims to be. And in it, they also show the Femme Nikita, as I had, or Femme Fatale in mind, where the, um, the Goonies are coming and attacking her, and she holds the grenade and holds on, and they show her face, and then it then explodes, and she, a blue lightning. So again, they rip it off there. They just keep repeating it, repeating, because they have no ideas. And um, it's very interesting. So you can just map it through all these different series, all the things being lifted. And the thing I hate the most, can I just tell you guys, is this one. In the Immortals, in the beginning, you have the architect coming back after testing on secondaries, test subjects that match the primaries of his team completely, right? And so that's where you have the field of pods. Now, what you have is this thing. You see the um, the main character, the architect in mine, and he's he's out, and you see this. You see close, and he, and he goes like this, and his eyes open. It's supposed to be like, whoa. So every single rip-off series and film from Game of Thrones to Man in the High Castle to you name it is using this. And it's so badly done where they do the camera coming in. And you know what's coming? They go like this. The camera comes in. The eyes are shut on the dragon. The eyes are shut on the young boy who fell off the tower. The eyes are shut. They did it like 15 times in Game of Thrones. So the, the camera moves in and they go like this. <clears throat> it's like they're so stupid. It's like they think we're going to be like little kids going, there it is again, like under peekaboo. You know, it's like, here's peekaboo. We're going to do it again. You fell for it again. Ready? Peekaboo. And they watch the dragon scene. And it's like this long. Are you ready not to take, chew up your time? Are you ready for this? Here we go. 
The dragon is pulled out of the ice. It's taken on the water. And you, you see it at a distance. You close in. 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 Hollywood, you are so stupid. You should just pack your bags. And one more thing for Hollywood as the original writer. Stop doing the pipe banging in the intense scenes. It's juvenile. We don't need it. We don't need the bang, 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 bang. We see that's an intense scene. It's like doing a laugh track. It's outdated. Don't do it anymore. It's dumb, right? And we don't need the trumpet blast that sounds like trumpets through a synthesizer on the key moment. We get the key moment. We don't need... We get it. Please, please. Layered thinking, layered effects. And I actually saw it done well in Man in the High Castle one time too. I actually threw a fit with a Hollywood group and they actually did something in Man in High Castle. They threw it in where they actually had a layered effect where during this montage, you hear layered sounds going, which is the music I submitted to Warner Brothers with a screenplay where it's layered sounds. That we respond to better than... I'm telling you, they are so juvenile. I'm embarrassed for Hollywood. I'm embarrassed for the writers there. I'm embarrassed for them because they don't know what they're doing. And here we're sitting on 16 more, 16 more screenplays better than The Matrix. So but, and that's why. But Tom, really do you think they're that juvenile because they're working with the CAA? You've got CAA. That's, yeah. CAA. Well, yeah, that's like, I mean, that's true. Yeah. You know, the, that's a very another really good point, Gino, is that you're right. They actually get in the kitchen there. They actually get in there and suggest what they want as if they're producers. So it drives them mad. And you're right. The actual Hollywood moguls are not the top of the pyramid. They're not really the ones in charge. And that was explained to me by the guy that said I'm supposed to refer to him in Italian as friend, whatever Latin is friend, um, that wanted to fly me out and be a script doctor. Yeah, he explained the whole hierarchy to me. And so they're not the top. So you, you're absolutely right. They have them there on set a lot of times saying, let's do, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And it's, High, it's highly suggestive, right? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know, girls, if you know who CA is, it's the Creative Arts Association. They're, they're tied in very closely with the CIA. And so yeah. the CIA feeds information through the CAA, which is in Hollywood and owns pretty much all the studios and everybody there. And they get to influence what we watch. So they're influencing the culture through movies and television by mm -hmm. using this, their long arm, right? And so it wouldn't surprise me that they would put juvenile type type stuff in movies because yeah. they're dumbing us down anyway. That's what they want. That's right. That's right. And that was the big debate they had. Imagine you just raised something very important. If you look at the article that we have from um, before they made the film, you know, they're giving it to Tom Hanks and everything, and there would be a team of writers. Um, there's an interview article where they're talking about the suits meeting with Wachowskis and Joel Silver, right? The producer still claims he wrote it or made it. Um, and they're arguing on what it means. They actually said this quote, basically. They go, we know we have something cool here, but we don't know what it means. Can you explain it to us? My work. And the Wachowski couldn't explain it. So he got up, Larry got up, got a tithy and went into another room screaming. And the writer of the article reports that he's screaming in the other room. You can't do that. They were going to bring me back in and replace them out. And that was, that was going to happen. So Joel Silver steps in to save the day. And he didn't understand it. He goes, it's not robots in the program or not robot like agents. It's robots in the program. And the other suit guy from Warner Brothers is going, what do you mean robots in the program? It's, it's robots in the program. So he's trying to save 
that the Wachowskis can continue to steal the work, right? And the suits were about to give me a call. That's why Larry's in the room screaming, they can't do that, right? Because they don't understand, nobody understands. The suits don't understand, they don't understand it. Nobody understands it. Counter Reeves didn't understand it. So that's why they followed the visual, the, the visual storyboard lifting all the images. And that's why they said they're going to keep the exact ending, my exact ending, and uh, didn't make any sense because you lifted everything out of context. So, and they ripped apart the little girl thing too. The little girl's central to a satisfying ending in my screenplay because it's about the daughter I lost. And so what you have is they don't care about the daughter I lost and they don't care about the author, but they want to keep the same ending. So they say in their fan page is the little girl's just a subplot, not to the author, it's heart and soul. So that's why you need the little girl in the context to make a satisfying ending. And you can't take out the scene that establishes that relationship with Neo as a dad. See, they took out the relationship of Neo as a dad, so they took out the scene of the little girl, and they gave it to Christopher Nolan to rip off in Interstellar. And he ruined it. He ruined it. He ruined it. So that's a scene I'd love to read sometime to y'all. Just read it from the original script. And even just reading it, I think even with you guys fighting for the rights of foster children and everything, you're going to get it. You're going to get what I'm trying to do in the screenplay, which is basically the same thing. Well, right. basically, what it sounds like is that when you are using your creative brain or the creative part of your brain that is spiritually connected, mm -hmm. you are able to creatively put down on paper, which can then translate into a movie, but it's genuine. So it makes more sense and it's real. And what they've done is they have made it very choppy and they've, they've stolen it and made it choppy and have created many different uh movies and films and things like that and how do i say that like like like, sub, like, like subplots they take bits and yeah. pieces and create something new out of that right which right. is discombobulated it just doesn't fit together that's so, their creative process that's a creative process they lift their what, images yeah they do that with the bible too yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so they take yeah. bits so, and pieces and then they'll create an entire religion off of one verse and right. like right. eliminate a whole other bunch of things and what and did robert doesn't yeah. make sense. what did robertson do with cbn he said the women are to be subjugated on the basis of that one scripture out of context that women wives are to be submissive to their husbands and he used that to build a whole empire around it where um you have no rights whatever and this lustful fantasy of these nerds religious right nerds which they are they're all nerds there they can't make it anywhere else like deep players in hollywood so they can make it at Robertson's organization by being loyal and being evil. So they go there. It's a free ticket, and they don't have to do anything. They can be lazy. But what I'd like to do at some point is let's show, if we can, a clip of Interstellar, the scene where he comes back. The father comes back. If you can make a note, if we can do this, uh, the father comes back. His little girl is aged. He hasn't. Let's watch a clip of that, and then I want to, if I may, read from the Immortals the scene they lifted it from. And then keep in mind they took that scene out away from Matrix, because they ruined the relationship of Neo and his daughter. Matrix would have been a much more powerful film if you had the relationship of Neo and the daughter intact as the author was writing. It would make a much more powerful scene. It also means that the Trinity counterpart, he's trying to uh, find her. The architect in mind actually gives a message to him through the neuro enhancer, let's say what they even called it, I called it, um, that she's still alive. There's a helicopter beating across my roof right now. 
Um, but every yeah, time we're on, there's a helicopter going across. Here. It's going right now, right now. It's just banging away. I can't ignore it. Anyway, which is the man like that's so stupid. Anyway, they don't like this. Anyway, so what, what's really interesting is um, in in the um, well, they actually achieved me get distracted. Oh, well done, guys. Score one. But it's like in the actual um, uh, screenplay, when I read it to you, you'll see how uh, important the little girl is to the story, to a satisfying ending. So I'd like to read that scene after watching Interstellar. And then keep in mind, the Wachowski said they want to keep the exact same ending. They said it on set when everybody else said, blow it up. Let's look at the exact ending and how it gives glory to God and Christ. All right. Is, is this so, yeah. the scene right here? Does this look familiar? Yeah, 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 there it is. There okay. it is. That's. Well, let me uh, unmute. Hang on. Is this from um, Interstellar? Yes. Okay, go ahead. It's painful okay, for me. Go. It makes me throw up. It actually makes me throw up. Is it loud enough? Can you guys hear it? Is that a sun? Is this interstellar? It is. It's supposed to be a daughter. He goes and sees his daughter in the hospital or whatever, and she's got all these people around her. It's a terrible scene. So does he do a father thing too? I, that's wild. But there's supposed to be a hospital scene where the daughter is aged. Now, we can take time next time to find it, but um, I appreciate you looking. But what I'd like to do is show that. Like you guys said, like Danny was saying too, how they rip the things off. They take them out, but they, very simple. They, they cut and paste everything. They use up the rest of the story is what they say. So they'll take a, a thing they think looks cool out, like Jill Silver reduced, you know, uh, robot-like agents to robot agents in the program. It doesn't make any sense. It's less, the stakes are less, but they lift out anything they think is cool. And then they say they want to use up the rest of the story and they have a visual storyboard and they try to shoot off of that. And the actors are left improvising. It's amazing. But when you go back to the original material, where like Danny was saying too, it's like it's given through us. We're writing what we're spiritually led to write, and it's powerful. I'm being blown away as I'm writing it. It's coming in layers. They're stripping away visually whatever they can as a mode of theft to convince the suits that they should be given the work because they'll be able to uh, reverse engineer it that way. And yeah. it's never going to be good. No, and there's something about inspiration. when when. I know exactly what you're talking about. That moment of inspiration where something comes, something creative, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't replicate that if it's your own. If it's if it's a thing given to you, how can somebody else replicate it? They can't, so they have to steal it. And then it's exactly. not going to be the same because it's not inspiration. It's stolen goods. That's it's why I look authentic. forward to I look forward to reading this scene to you. I definitely okay. look forward is, to reading is it. it the, to you. Is it the end scene, Tom? Is it the um, end scene of the movie? With the uh, inter inter Interstellar? Yeah, um, it may one. be, maybe, okay, this might be it. Let's see. It makes me sick. Yes, this is it. Makes me okay, sick. Good. I hate this. This is Christopher Nolan, one of my biggest ripoff artists from Universal, where my script went. If it's the girl, if it's the guy, it's not. Yes, yeah, her.
they don't know what to say. They don't know what to say because they're ripping it off and they don't, they're going off the original script. It's on set. I knew who it was. And I didn't believe him. And I knew he was right. Repetition, long pauses, that's what happens when you're ripping off original work. Because I ripped it off purposely. I'm so angry at this actor. He's part of the deep state, deeply. It's McConaughey, right? He is definitely in the deep state. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. It's horrible, 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 horrible. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. You see the, now when you, if I read you the original scene, you see where they're stuck. They're stuck so, because you have to have the ending that I have in my original scene so what it, to make but it Tom, climax. What it lacks in uh, substance, what they're trying to do is get you emotionally connected with, with the crying and the low talking. And, you know, we can all relate to a scene like that because we've all been there, right? A, you know, a parent or a grandparent or somebody dying in a hospital and mm -hmm. kind of old. Yeah, I mean, like you, you can feel that. So they lack the substance that you had in your original script. And they fill it with emotional type stuff, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to read it right now? Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. One second. I don't know if I saw, I think I saw Interstellar. It's probably, I don't know what year it came out, but did you guys see it? I've I never didn't see seen it. it. <laughs> I don't remember what it's about, but I know I saw it. I'll tell you, as a, as a writer, it hurts. It hurts when you see the work that you were given by God as a gift for people to experience and you know it's going to be amazing you pitch it to these idiots and they say it's going to be amazing that it's quote revolutionary bonaventura says from warner brothers and they chop it to pieces like they chopping your baby apart it's that's what it feels like they're chopping your daughter apart mm -hmm. and so this was supposed to be something that would be experienced by everybody bring people together instead they wanted to cash in on it and they went for it here it is okay so uh, remember he said, you promised, I promised whatever you promised you'd be back, right? In the beginning scene before that, the setup scene, um, you have, uh, what is it? Wait a second. Let me just get to that real quick. Cause he leaves in the morning. The last time he sees his daughter, he heads out the door. Um, I just want to get that one section real quick. And, um, okay, here he goes. So here's the setup for that. Now, she, he calls her Munchkin, and they have this little thing that they play, Neo and Brittany, basically, right? And they change Brittany to Sati, all these ripoff guys, but they strip it out of Matrix. It should have been staying in the Matrix. Anyway, so he has this thing where he says goodnight to her during his prayers and stuff, and he says, you know, I love you. And, she's, and he, she says, I love you, Daddy. And she goes, I love you and your little dog, too. So it's the Munchkin, Wizard of Oz thing they play. Dads often have that care about their daughters, a little routine, right? So that the kid feels, the child feels used to. And so when he's leaving for the morning, when he's going to be assimilated in the program by the Smith agent, and they're shutting down his um, CIA department, 
uh, he says, I love you, Munchkin. She says, I love you, Daddy. Daddy, promise you'll play with me when you get home. And he says, all right. Brittany says, promise? I promise, honey. So you're setting up for the scene you just saw. You just saw that. Because next time he's going to see her, she'll be 76 years old with Alzheimer's. See? So that's what's happening. That's what's coming. Now, you don't see that scene. They just You just see the payoff scene they're trying to take, you know, without the context. And you'll see what's missing. I promise, honey. And don't forget my birthday is coming and I'll be how big? She says. And he says to her, this is just setting it up. Uh, six, sweetheart. I made you an invitation for my party, but I forgot it at school. Give me one more hug. Brittany stands in her chair and hugs Neo, the Neo character. You'll be good for mommy and do what she says. I will. Hurry and eat. Uh, I'm not hungry. I'm sorry. Now, he begins to cry as he's leaving the home. He knows he's going to be, he's gonna, he leaves a note, you know, whenever it happens to me, just run. They took out the relationship, which also didn't want relationships. So Christopher Nolan stuck in that one. Jim, you're scaring me. What's wrong? He says, nothing, really. And Brittany says, why is daddy crying? And um, the Neo character uh, embraces uh, his wife and regains his composure because I love you guys so much. And Brittany says, daddy really loves us. And he says, I got to get to work. Anyway, so then she starts singing, daddy loves us, daddy loves us. So that's the last time he sees her be when he's assimilated in the program and Smith brings him back to reorient him, right? So what happens is the house gets firebombed. Um, he heard the house has been firebombed by the Morpheus character popping up his car. He's just setting the background here. And uh, he turns his back on his best friend, pushing him away, like do a man in the high castle, they rip it off there. And um, he, that's how he learns that the houses are being firebombed. So when he goes and sees his daughter, he's going to notice burn scars, which means he, she'd been through a firebombed house at six years old and alone for 70 years without him there. So here's how it reads. Stay with me. Okay, so he's ordered by the Smith agent not to see any relatives. He's not allowed to, as he's going to be mentoring him in the new um, world on the program with the enhancer. And the architect's doing that to stimulate his mind. Uh, he does look for his daughter anyway. He's, she's, it says a uh, computer screen shows Brittany Reese in room 107. The um, receptionist go, glances up and meets Jim's eye. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I'm not doing this well. One second. Now I'll get flowing on it. He goes to a Willows Adult Care Center, finds her, after seeing uh, a point of screen, Brittany Reese, no record. So there's no record of his daughter in the new world. So, but he goes, he does um, see something that says um, Willow Adult Care Center. He writes it on his hand. He goes to the adult care center, and here's what picks up. Now stay with me. Jim is dealing with a suspicious rep receptionist. That's Neo. Jim is Neo. Elderly patients are seated around the room. Brittany is not among them. Receptionist looking at the computer screen, Brittany Reese, Brittany Reese. Here she is. Keep in mind, Jim Reese is the name of Neo. Jim Reese is what is played later in the Neo character. They actually use the name Jim Reese in Terminal List on Amazon to mock after the case is thrown. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they, they, they call it number one show, Terminal List, because I went on a list. I was on Robertson's Terminal List. So they named Jim Reese, the character's name for me, as Jim Reese. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They go all out, don't they? So looking at the computer screen, Brittany Reese, Brittany Reese, here she is. She has Alzheimer's and is very ill. So she has the mind of a six-year-old like he left her. It's recommended she doesn't have visitors. It also says here she has no family. So you're supposed to be a friend of hers. You can almost hear child services here. And their script. Uh, point of view shows Brittany Reese is in room 107. So Jim sees that on the computer screen. The receptionist glances up and meets Jim's eyes. Jim says, yes, an old friend. 
receptionist. Well, then as a friend, you'll understand she needs rest most. Besides, it says here she has the mind of a six-year-old, so she won't be able to understand you anyway. Next, an elderly man steps up, Mr. Joyner. Hello, Mr. Joyner. Here to see Betty, says the receptionist. Jim goes down the hall as if he's leaving. The receptionist watches Jim as Mr. Joyner responds to her. Now watch the layers here. This is all carefully layered as God was guiding me. Mr. Joyner, it's our anniversary. The receptionist looks back at Mr. Joyner. Receptionist, placidly, how nice. You know, no feeling. Okay, so here we go. Hall, Jim is looking for Brittany's room. He stops at room 107. Here we go. Brittany's room, Brittany. He's laying face up on a bed. She is now in her 70s and very frail. Jim enters and closes the door behind him. He walks slowly to her. Think of the scene we just showed. Jim says, Brittany, honey. He strokes her hair gently from her eyes. Brittany wearily opens her eyes. They are glassy and red. She sees Jim and smiles. There are burned scars on her face. Daddy, I'm here, honey. I knew you'd come back. I don't feel so good. Jim sits on her bed and lifts her to him in an embrace. I know, sweetheart, I know. I can't get through this out crying. Brittany, I missed you so much. Jim starts to cry as he rocks her. That was missing. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I love you, Brittany says. I love you and your little dog, too. Brittany starts to cry. I can't get through it. Jim strokes her hair, letting her talk. This is supposed to be a gift for people, not to be taken by Christopher Nolan and ripped apart with Jim Connolly or with a Connolly guy. Brittany says, mommy said to go to my room. Then the house caught on fire and I got hurt. A man carried me out of the fire. There is a piece missing, which sets up the satisfying ending. At the end of the film, you'll see Brittany point to the Christ, point to the figure on the hill and say, there's the man that pulled me out of the fire. All along, Jim thought it was Smith that saved his daughter. So there's a bittersweet loyalty there that the audience also believes. See what I'm saying? That's gone. Strip. One strip right away there. I wanted to tell you so you'd say it's okay now, Brittany says. Jim says, it's okay now, honey. It's okay. Brittany touches Jim's face and hair like a six-year-old would. You missed my birthdays. A nurse opens the door. Now comes the intensified conflict in the scene, which they took out also. Jim to Brittany, you want a birthday party? Brittany smiles and nods yes slowly as she touches Jim's cheek. Brittany, with you. Nurse irritated. Excuse me. Jim sees the nurse. Nurse, Jim says, nurse, order me a cake. Brittany says, vanilla. Jim to the nurse, a vanilla cake with blue icing flowers. I want you to leave this room right now, the nurse says. Brittany says desperately, no, daddy, don't leave me alone again. Jim to Brittany, I promise, honey. Nurse, you're confusing her. Brittany crying, I knew you wouldn't forget me, daddy. Did that not just be said in the scene you saw, right? They're lifting it out. Nurse, calling down the hall. Orderly, come here quickly. Remove this man. Brittany puts his, her arms around Jim's neck as Jim picks her up. The 70-year-old frail woman. I'll never leave you again. An orderly enters the room. Put her down. Jim says, get out of my way. Jim runs from the room, carrying Brittany and knocking the orderly down. Hall, Jim, dashes down the hall with Brittany clinging tightly to him as the nurse yells down the hall for help. Get security. There's a crazy man kidnapping a patient. Brittany loudly to the nurse. He's my daddy. So that's like a sense of humor thing, but also we have the layers of the feeling involved. The 70-year-old woman does know that's her daddy. Or other hospital staff chase after Jim. Jim, Jim turns some corners, finally coming face-to-face -face with a large orderly and a doctor who grab him. Jim looks down and sees Brittany smiling. The doctor looks closely at her. She's dead. So she died with tears and a smile on her face. Female administrator, zero emotions, polished approaches. Sure, you guys met a lot of those. Administrator, you are to leave and never come back to others. All right, it's all over. Get back to your stations. Staff disperse, large orderly and doctor remain. The administrator looks directly at Jim unsympathetically and knowingly. 
Administrator, Dr. Michaels, would you kindly take the body from Mr. Reese? Exit Willow's Adult Care Center Day. Jim exit the center slowly. A tear remains on his face. He has lost everything. He looks up and stops. Smith and the two men in suits stand at a distance watching him. Smith and Jim stare at each other for a long icy moment. Jim then walks on. Nothing else to lose. Smith just watches, letting him go. We go to black. And that is the cover of The Matrix. The three people in suits. See how they lift everything? Yeah. 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 Now that was supposed to be done in film for people to experience that scene with the layers and, mm -hmm. and set up a satisfying ending. Now keep in mind, the Wachowski said they, they wanted to keep the same ending. Same ending of what? And why are you debating about how you're going to end it if you got a polished script on set, right? Mm -hmm. If it's already been decided ahead of time before you start shooting the cameras, right? And why is there a debate about blowing it up instead by they claimed everybody said to? What? Just stick to the script. Well, it's this script. And so that's why there's debate. And they didn't know how to end it. Just like that scene you showed, Gino. They didn't know how to end the scene. Matthew McConaughey didn't know how to end it. Because you don't have the climactic moment of the daughter clinging to you, begging mm -hmm. you never to leave her alone again, running down the hall trying to save her, and she dies in your arms. That is coming to a crescendo of feeling and everything. And they didn't know where to go with it. So in the, Matthew's mind is that scene he was reading that he can't do. That's, that's killer for an actor. That's hard on an actor. Hmm. And also what the Wachowskis did was took away the satisfying ending by stripping this scene out and giving it to Christopher Nolan. If this scene had been in The Matrix, you, the little girl pointing the sun, hugging Neo at the end would have been a powerful ending. Instead, the Wachowskis on their fan page says it's just a subplot. So yes, it hurts as scar after scar is on me from watching my baby ripped apart slowly, that which was supposed to unite my family. Yeah, they know what they're doing. And then yeah. they tell you in calls, they'll tell you in calls, they'll say this to you. Yes, we know you're the writer. Yes, we know yeah, this has happened. You're right. Yes, we took it, but there's plenty of other scripts in you. There's plenty of other scripts in me. That's like taking my daughter and saying, there's plenty of other children in you. Mm -hmm. You carry the seed for more children. Do they only say it on phone calls or do they say it ever in phone, phone calls and in person? Breaks during depositions. Good question, Sylvia. During depositions, they'll come up and shake your hand after tearing into you and go, you're actually really a cool guy. We know you wrote it. In fact, in the one deposition I have, you, on, the, on the deposition record, it says, uh, lead attorney for Warner Brothers is saying, given the fact that you wrote The Matrix. Oh, wait, strike that. They, they, they're so, you know how it is when they lie so much that the truth is going to find its way out, isn't it? It found its way out on record. It found its way out on record. Out but of the abundance thanks, of yeah. the heart, the mouth speaks, Tom. You know it. You know I, it. That's all these, anything that's evil deep down inside that's been hidden right. and suppressed for any length of time eventually works its way out. And it's, that's it. It's usually because yeah. of pride. It's usually because of pride. Yes. Yes. And they think it's all about power. So now when I, I having read it, I wish I could have shown you that rather than reading it to you. Right. <laughs> Right. And, and that's what, yeah, so instead I read it to you, but still, do you see the other scene that you showed and how they hodgepodge it, those parts, yeah. how they use long pauses, because they don't know what to say. And they're, like you said, they're trying to let the emotion carry it then, but they don't know what to say. It's like the actor's nightmare, a script without this. And then they know they can't say the certain things and they know they're going to be missing the climactic area. That scene's supposed to build. You're supposed to feel many different things. You're supposed to understand how the, what the orderly feels what that horrible nurse feels. You're supposed to feel what the dad feels and what Brittany feels. You're supposed to feel what everybody feels 
simultaneously, that helps bring humanity together. Right. Right. Yeah. That would be uh, much more substantive than what we just watched, for sure. I mean, and, I get it. Like yeah. Anybody that saw Interstellar, I don't remember when that came out, Tom. I remember seeing that movie. And I, at the time, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I think all of it's junk now, to be honest. Like, it is junk. I look it's at, junk. When I, like, looking back and understanding, I just look and I'm like, I can't stand anything coming out of Hollywood. Little, I, I don't even remember the last movie I've yeah. seen. Like, I just Christopher can't. No yeah. Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan's professor at his um, uh, writing school said he'll never be a writer. And then Universal offered him top position like Wachowski's. He couldn't believe it. He got top position with Universal and Star Trek series and started putting it all in there. But that's, that's the wild thing is they just they strip it out, simplify it, as long as they're the first ones to claim it. And that's why Joel Silver actually says in the articles he wants to make sure he uses up the rest of the story. He hopes he uses up the rest of the story. You're saying you're stealing. You're saying it what use up your script you just shot your script but no what actually they did was they shot this with the visual storyboard they lifted all the images like the ones we just read in hand and then they write it down after they shoot it so that's why you have them on tape like back to your question sylvia they're on tape saying they have no working drafts it's a moot point to ask for any discovery which is fraud and no due process we can take them to court now so they're saying it's a mute point to ask for any discovery because there's no working drafts whatsoever. No working drafts, no notes. How did you write a blockbuster without a working drafts? And what's interesting is part of that too, Gino, goes to this. This is written as a shooting script. This is a shooting script. It gives you everything, angles, uh, close-ups, point of view, everything's in here. So I went the extra mile, God had me go the extra mile and write a shooting script. How do you rip off a shooting script? Huh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So hear me out. What if yeah. something much bigger is happening? And that's actually all prof prophetic because you got that creatively. You wrote it all down. Right. Now you have one big prophecy and it's all playing out in real life for everybody mm -hmm. to watch. It's actually much bigger than Hollywood because it's actually exposing what they're doing in the reverse and... I think that God is at work in huge ways to um, kind of show people how prophecy works, first of yeah. all, but also how the opposite of prophecy works when they invert everything to go against God. Exactly. And that's why I believe God has me on this team for this very reason also, is that this will be done. And there'll be a lot of discovery. Like the fake Oval Office is in the original work. The fake Oval Office, they are imitating art. The cabal is imitating art because they think it's so, what what the execs say at the pitch session? It's so cool. It's revolutionary. What they say with the Wachowskis and Joel Silver at the meeting where they couldn't explain it? We know we have something cool, but we don't understand it. So therefore, they're still going off of our work and they're really interested in the work to come. There's no accident. I'm on your team and we're all together because you guys are so smart. And what you laid out, Danny, was really smart. Very brilliant. So that's it. It's almost like people could tune in right on your channel, you guys, and, and get the what the matrix means. Yes. And no one's ever understood it. The suits never even understood it. How do you make a work if you don't understand the work? How do you, you know why we understand it? Because we're literally living it. <laughs> yes, yes. And that comes to the other point, which is very interesting. We were guided towards each other. You look at the trail of how we all met. That was instituted yeah. by God and also by 
people involved in the cabal. They all they saw us as a, a flag, a life ship. They saw it. They wanted to bring us all together because they want the creative material. You can hear a pin drop on my phone now when calls are made. They want to hear what we're going to talk about. They may disrupt the other party, but they don't disrupt me. So it's like, yeah, it's very interesting. So we are they're hoping we'll leak stuff and, and share out of the 16 new ones. I've shared one and I want us to do it. I love this one. In fact, I want to talk about it on the air. So we can lay it down and set a date on it that it's established that this idea is ours. All right. And it's a step up. I want our, this team to own it. And so, um, and I love it. I love this, this piece. So I can, I can tell you all about it. It's a step up from the immortals in the matrix. Mm. Nice. So yeah, Same. the matrix was, yeah, the matrix was a step down from the immortals, but this one is a step up and I love it. I love it. I told Roseanne Barr about it when she called. And that's why I have a record of that because I can't, I have to establish the date that I talked about it. And she'll understand it, I'm sure, that I had to make a record of that pit talking about when, I, when I'm talking about the script, I have to have a record of it. Yeah. So I have a timestamp, a timestamp of when I'm talking about it because it's all about when you come up with it first. That's why they lift the images. But I want to talk to you guys about that one to come. I love it. Oh my God. Because it's like, glory to God, because it's like, it's hard to know who to root for in the one coming. And that's why I want mm. audiences to not feel so cool. set while they're hearing their bad sound effects. I don't want them to feel like that's a good guy. That's a bad girl. That's a good girl. That's a bad guy. No, I want them to be like totally torn and see humanity at work with all the layers. And now they're starting to do that. Now you're starting to see this emphasis on a character being bad, but they're still in preschool not to mock preschoolers, but they're still doing this thing where they're making it like bad character. Now it's going to do something good. I just wish now a character bad, yeah. would do something good. All the characters in our life lately have been bad. <laughs> well, what's happening now, Sylvia, you're right. Sylvia, what's happening now is the minions are without a boat. It's like they're left off out, out of the ark. So the minions, the ones that are called in as deep players to work for the cabal are being stranded. They're like, they're like up without a paddle. The main players are trying to make deals, forsaking their own minions, that their careers like the Wachowskis, Sophia Stewart, all their careers were built on false claims brought in as defailures to claim this work. And now that they want to be on our team and have us come in as script doctors, whatever else, which is the first stage of them actually giving up and uh, doing what we need them to do, do right and release the children, then... Uh, what's interesting is they are trying to come our way, which means the players like Sophia Stewart and the rest of them are up the crick. Now, there's something interesting that I think Danny found where they're trying to throw Sophia Stewart a bone. Sophia Stewart has no claim to fame at all. In mm -hmm. fact, she called me right after the uh, my false case was set up by the attorneys, other side, setting it up to fail. She called me right away. And that payoff letter from Kate Chilton to her was set up. Five to seven million if you throw Tom and Tom actually takes himself out, you know, Easy. and I didn't. Mm -hmm. So there you go. They're throwing a bone you to her it? now. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No. They're throwing a bone. I mean, I, what is it? I can see it, but I can't. You can say it. it. Go ahead and say <laughs> it, Danny. Sylvia, can you see it? No. Okay. So if you Google author of the Matrix, see what comes, the first person that comes up. Keep in mind, she lost her case. She was brought in to be a first claimant so that people would say, oh, there's nothing else to see here. And there's summary judgment I have right on. I have a share screen. I can show you the summary judgment where she was, uh, summary judgment against her. 
And then she kept contacting me. I can also show you her contacting me all the time, trying to have control, right? And who was supposed to handle me in uh, Hollywood? Tom Hanks. Who's on the Immortals title as a copyright? Tom Hanks, right? Who's the letter no. to Sophie, uh, uh, Sophia Stewart from? Kate Chilton, the one that was put in place. So I can show you all these on a share screen sometime. What, what look at Sylvia? Well, I was just going to ask if everything is planned and everything is rehearsed and they were trying to get you to lead the people to the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Does that mean they picked out the Antichrist? Um, they. What's interesting is this. They do not believe in God as we understand God, right? They believe God is something that could be harnessed. And that's why Pat Robertson, back to Pat Robertson, he has the law of reciprocity, right? His law of reciprocity. And Gino, you've heard of this. So, yeah, I'm sure you guys have. So what is Pat Robertson saying? I, we need to find that clip where Pat Robertson explains it. He actually says it. And that's why I put it also in the screenplay. Yeah, basically, uh, it's basically it's that, um, what do they call it? Oprah used to do it all the time, too. And New Age does it, where you, you kind of put things into the universe, and then the universe gives it back. So reciprocity, in his terms, were like sowing or sowing and reaping, tithing, stuff like that, where you sow into his ministry. And then God is obligated to give you back because you've sown into good fields. Yeah, that's, that's it, Gina. That's he says, a, yeah. yeah. He yeah. says that God is bound by his own laws to make yes. you wealthy. Then he adds this. He also says that if you're wealthy, now think of the cabal, think of child services, think of everything happening to all these poor people out here. It's like he, Robertson says, those of us that are victims of the cabal, we're not blessed by God. If you're wealthy, if you take the rewards of the cabal, mm -hmm. then you are blessed by God and we are the wannabes. So the victims, the yeah. So the victims are not blessed by God, and those that steal from us, like this, for God's glory, steal from it and ruin it, are blessed by God. It doesn't add up. Yes, that is up. what they used to say to me. So yeah. do you know how many people used to say, whenever I was in the trenches dealing with the kidnapping of my child, mm -hmm. um, people would come up to me on the street when I was protesting and stuff. And they would say, mm -hmm. well, maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe yeah. you need to repent. Yeah. Maybe you need to go to church and ask God to, to help you because clearly you're not on the right path. If this could happen to you, I was like, I was literally serving God while this happened to me, and the people that kidnapped him were not. So what are you talking about? That's right. It's so backwards. Yeah, and what Gino said too, Annie, I'm glad you shared that. Gino was saying how they reverse everything. You guys were backing that up too, how they're reversing everything. What is the code in the original screenplay that they all went gaga over? What was the original code? The calling I had was to whisper through art and send a call to the remnant that's why Trinity is called Trinity because there's three love interests in here through the timeline that Neo falls in, Jim Reese falls in line with and to survive, right? And I had three housemates. And what's interesting is you have three, uh, but they're not, they're not representing them though, but it just lines up that way. But it's like in this, you've got a situation where um, the remnant is being called through the whispering of art that are the ones uh, targeted by the cabal and their lives ruined. They are scattered. They're scattered people. This film is supposed to gather the remnant to form a think tank of those that were then blessed by God, anti what Robertson said, 
the other people blessed by God with our disciplines and forbearance. And like Danny, you learned skills, didn't you? Sylvia, you learned skills, didn't you? Through all the horror you went through, you learned skills. You learned to be fighters. You went through the furnace, Gino, right? You got these skills. So you are remnant in my viewpoint that are to come together to form organizations, think tanks, to solve the world's problems and give the glory to God with cross disciplines. That's the code in the matrix story that was hijacked, right? Now, what does the Wachowski say the code is? The Wachowski say this, uh, let audiences figure it out for themselves. They have no <laughs> idea. That's what they said. That's the easy way yeah. out. Yeah. What is what is uh, Keanu Reeves, who's actually, he showed a writer, right? He's getting credit for it. He ripped it off just badly to save his career. The suit said he had to be Neo, right? So what does... Uh, it's disappointing about Monica Belushi, too. Very sad that she jumped in there to steal. Shame on her. Okay, what does uh, he say? See how they're all brought in to claim it, to steal? Okay, so they'd be worth researching these guys. So here's what Keanu Reeves does, because he's not very smart, right? He's failing in his career. So Keanu Reeves says this about what it means, the code. It's Hinduism. It's Christianity. It's Jewish Judaism. It's... Uh, science, it's uh, agriculture, it's faith, it's it's all it's that's all. All things are the matrix. <laughs> yeah, good job, good job, Kiana. Yeah, well, let's let's actually say what it is, Kiana. I have no freaking clue on what it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know that the Wachowskis, when the Wachowskis said they didn't want to do interviews anymore, you know what the climactic moment was? when they said they didn't want to do interviews anymore, and Joel Silver actually said in an article that they're embarrassed to talk about what the Matrix means anymore. They started doing galas. They weren't shy about media. They want everything, they, every camera they could grab on them. But they stopped when a interview I found was done, a gala, and audiences were asking questions. Now they're rolling along, throwing nonsensical things. What do you think it means? Finally, the question was asked, I see Christianity in the screenplay. Did you intend Christianity to be? And you know what their answer is? That's all the time we have. After that, they didn't want to do interviews anymore. Because who is the author, Danny? I think you said it. Who's the author, really? God. Tom Outhouse. Well, Tom, thank you. That's very sweet. God through a, a servant, right? But thank you. Uh, you. That's very kind. But yeah, so that's the point, right? It, it was a calling. I went through a training and a calling by God before I even put pen to paper. I didn't know what I was going to write about. Then I was called to Robertson's organization, right? And it was groomed to be the face of the Christian coalition. And women coming at you, guys coming at you. That was just a, it was a Sodom and Gomorrah, really. If you give to the 700 Club, you're giving to Sodom and Gomorrah. If you want to resurrect Sodom and Gomorrah, knock yourself out, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and the promise I had was that when we're done, they complained that we would, were destroying Christianity in the church. no. We're saving the church and Christianity under guidance by God. So they claim this too, and it's in the commercial I want to play next time. Uh, it's in the screenplay here where um, the dentist is um, – uh, yeah, I hold it up. They hate that. The dentist is has his wife saying uh, – talking about his her husband and how his successful dentist uh, business was failing badly, right? Now, let me just talk about it first. The next, next time we do this show, I want to play this clip for you. I just want to lay the waters here. So he's in the, the wife comes up and says something like, you know, honey, 
you're supposed to be giving to Pat Robertson the 700 Club, not to any other ministry. He said he was giving to another ministry. That could be your church, Dino. Giving to another ministry? Anybody? They actually say that anybody outside of CBN, Lutheran, Methodist, Baptist, anybody outside of CBN is not the word of God. Not of God. That's a cult. That's a Jim Jones cult. And they have the armed security and everything, unlicensed to carry weapons, magnums, and everything, right? So what you have is, and that time where they left it on the floor of a child's birthday party, the security guards fail their tests, leave their weapon loaded on the bathroom uh, floor of a child's birthday party. That's how stupid they are. 30-some security force, right? Planning how to get enough power up to the mountain as they switch roles into the um, think tank of Robertson's in Florida. How to get enough power at the mountain to interview Christ when Christ returns for Robertson. Hmm. So that's the ending of the mortals. Yeah. So what you have is this whole thing where they are um, subjugating women, extremely arrogant. They are timing it so they're working with a cabal the same time Hollywood and also religious right are coordinating the theft of the screenplay. As you said, Gino, they're working with them, the, the agencies. And that's and what was Neo's or Jim Reese's job, my job as a character in The Immortals when it opens? I'm the head of a lower echelon CIA department in Washington, D.C. That's what Neo is. That's something. And they named what what they named Neo? Thomas A. They named him Thomas A. What birthday did they give him? My birthday. Well, actually, they gave him my fiance's birthday, Otika's birthday. Right. They gave that Neo's my high school center was high. My birthday's on above. My dad's name, John, uh, is Neo's dad. What are we missing? So while elevating morons to top positions, they're isolating, alienating, scattering the remnant. Those that actually have faith, that have good hearts, that are smart, that are not being diminished and are to gather when God calls to better the world for a possibility of 70 years of peace I was given. 70 years of honoring God universally, and it's like, and, and peaceful, where children are freed and everything. That's what spurred me on. We would get a respite. And if I failed taking Robinson on, there'd be 70 years of horror. And I think we've been in those horrors. But we can still have the time of peace. Think of this film being made, even though they're trying to use up the rest of the story. And we're all doing this. And we're all speaking about what it means. A remnant gathers and we solve world problems. It can still happen. That that's literally happening right now. Right. Right. <laughs> and is there any then you see Roseanne calling, right? From Trump's rally, where you're sitting in her seat. <laughs> yeah. So God's giving signs while Cabal's giving yeah. everyone's playing on this. Everybody's interested in what we're doing. You can hear a pin drop. Yet the numbers will not reflect it. Because they want to own us. So they're going to drop the numbers and shadow ban it, make it look like no one's watching, really. Mm. But they are watching intently. Bet your boots, so Kate Chilton's I watching. Have, I have a question, though. So yeah. if they don't really believe God the way that we believe God, then they don't really believe that we hear from him. They no, just they don't. think that we make this stuff up. No, exactly. I yeah. Well, well, I actually, it believes a power. Go ahead, Joni. I actually believe that they do. This is the crazy thing because sometimes these people hear from things too that's not necessarily of God. Mm -hmm. 
they hear from the demonic realm. And so they understand we do hear from God and they don't like it and they don't care. So I, I do I do believe they think that we hear from God, but they're trying to drown us out because they're hearing from something else that they think is more powerful than God. Keep That's in mind, yeah, Denny, and yeah, keep in mind they want to they believe they can harness whatever God is. And they don't really define it. Like the Masons don't really define God. He's the architect. So what you have is this idea, I hope this kind of correlates with y'all too is that um, they believe that God is in all of us, but they take it to the extreme where we are gods, according to them. Oh, that's they teach the it. new age. So, yeah, so we're all gods, they say, and therefore um, we create the power of God. It's almost like that weird Santa Claus movie where the, the belief meter goes down, the sleigh can't fly. <laughs> You believe yeah. that the sleigh can fly. Yeah. So God's power fluctuates with how much we endow him with our belief. And if we don't believe in him, he'll just simply disappear and fade away. Yeah. So it's just like weird layers here from different sects of it all. And keep in mind, they use the word I am. Like Pat yeah. Robertson signed his name, I am Pat Robertson. You know, he would, he would do that. I don't know if it's on here. But um, I, I'll call up a slip next time where it says, I am it's, Pat Robertson. How he yeah. signs it. It's so all they're using God's name. Yeah. yeah, it's all very new agey. And, it, and that's 100% right, Daniel, with the demonic thing. The demonic realm whispers in these people's ears. And here's the thing, like, there's a lot of power in that realm if you're not a Christian. If you don't have the authority of Jesus Christ living inside of you, there's no way to defend yourself against that. So you get you succumb to it. You fall into the traps of it, the deception of it, because it's very appealing to the flesh. But we know as Christians... God's God renews our spirit and then we have to renew our mind along with what our spirit has been regenerated to. Right. So the and but and they know that. See, the enemy understands that better than most Christians. I hate to right. say that, but it's true. Well, no, most you're right. Christians you... are not taught this in church. They don't like the pastor hasn't gone up there and given sermons or or disciple, you know, classes or uh, having classes and discipling people into understanding how to renew the mind and understand that realm and how to uh, distinguish between the three voices of this world. You have your own thoughts, you have God's thoughts, and you have the demonic realm's thoughts. So you have to mm -hmm. be able to distinguish between them. And if you can't, you're going to be very confused. Also, before we go any further, hi, Roseanne. We didn't we didn't say hi to Roseanne this week. So yeah, yeah, we want to make sure we say hi. Hi, Roseanne, if you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> if hi, you're Roseanne. Watching. Yeah, we yeah. love you, Roseanne. We yeah, we do. Um, we'll see it. We'll also, see her soon. We'll hear from her. Go ahead. All right. Awesome. Uh, and then also, uh, let me go back in the chat here because Adam wanted to ask you something. He said, is Can Tom working Is Tom working with any honest actors, directors, and producers in Hollywood to make the movie as he intended? I am waiting. I've been played so many times, even by the Q group, uh, factions of that, that said they're going to make a documentary. They'll string out three years. And it's like, so I took a pause. I said, like, if I work with 10 groups and one is good, it's worth it, right? You burn me nine times and one turns out right, it's good. I think this is number 10. So here so, we are. Tom, yeah. I think I have hope, actually more than hope. I kind of feel like I'm having a knowing right now mm -hmm. that I'm going to announce in this very moment that that documentary is definitely happening because it's happening right now. We're documenting it. <laughs> that's right. That's true. That's so, true. There's footage right now. You're right. That's very. That's very wise. So and, um, I think that I think there's going to be multiple things that happen. Um, not only to get name credit back, but it's much, much, much bigger 
um, I'm seeing not only are you going to get name credit back, but through your creative process, you're actually giving God's name back. That's, That's right. what I see. It was written for his glory. There's so many layers to what you just said. That's so cool because yeah. it's like, I am not supposed to do it on my own or get credit on my own. That's what it was ordered. I'm not to be a, like raise up above others because people want Kings and stuff. And it's like, they want to, shower praise on people if they if you get name credit back for the matrix that's going to be huge i'm told that i'm supposed to share it with a group so that people aren't distracted away from god's glory it's the glory it's for god's glory and another thing i wanted to point out too that you said about you know how god works in the spirit i think it was very important and gino backed you with that too is i've noticed minions i call them minions for lack of a better word the players that are minions some of my name before the little yellow guys yeah there you go what happens is they seem to know things and it makes them feel powerful. My sister was like this too. They'll know what to say to hurt you most. And out will come something like a sting on your child or a sting on something else, right? And they'll know it. That's the power that evil gives them that they feel excited about, I think. And I see it happen all the time. Yeah. They know exactly what to say that be most hurtful. And they feel really happy that they knew that. And it makes them feel powerful. That's the minion yeah. power. But the minion yeah, power is like, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they, they seem like so pleased with themselves when they do it. Oh, that, my God. Tom, but that's, that, that's the false Christ spirit that, that's in yes. this world. See, yes. they tap into it and they said it's the Christ consciousness. So any thought that comes to them without yes. discernment through true Christianity, through understanding that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, if they don't understand that, they have no discernment. So their discernment says, oh, I need to tell this person this. And, and like you said, it makes them feel good, right? So it's all yeah. about this feeling, this emotional thing. It's not actual discernment. And, and they feel like they've done God's work because it's according to their own moral groundwork. It's not based yeah. on something higher than themselves. That's right. And this is what I've seen. This is rampant even in the Christian church right yes. now. I mean, this is a yes. very common thing that I've seen. And I feel like one of my callings has been to expose this also, this false spirit that you know claims to be Christ. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask, Tom. So you said in one of these, um, in, I think it was on the shooting of the Matrix, that they said, oh, that's cool, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. In in the, you mentioned Q. In the Q movement, in the Q drops, there was things about this is, uh, you're watching a movie. Okay. Now, I think mm -hmm. a lot of people could take those, you know, whether you think Q's a psyop, Q's real, whatever. I don't care. None of that is aside from that. It's if divided. Were, yes. Yeah. If you were If you were following it and understood the movie thing, some people took that as, well, we've got good actors and bad actors. We've got some people that, you know, there's going to be a, an, a plot twist at the end here. Like, you could take that a million different directions. But right. what if, what if it is scripted? <laughs> what if the whole thing's yeah. scripted and yeah. you're watching them an actual script play out? Because what if we're watching the immortals in real yes, life? Yes, yes, right. yes. That's so good. That's so good. Because Hollywood is saying, I love what you guys are saying. Hollywood's saying, we, you're in your own movie. So we're all yes. in the movie and they're in the movie, right? Yes, yes that makes sense. That's literally and, what I was just saying. And, and who gave us all this prophecy? God gave us all this prophecy. So they're they're now imitating art. They think it's from me. They're imitating God. So it's like they are there. God got what he wanted involved on our earth. And the way even everything's in there. Neural link is here because God was showing it was bad. It could be some good things too. But it's like, this is all God doing it. And then man feels powerful, they should be humbled because they're following God's script, like you guys are saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. If that's yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I answered Adam's question sufficiently though, but he said about actors, like if there's any. It was about good ones. He, well, yeah, he said, "Is there anybody that you can basically that you can trust and put in a movie right now? Are are you working on something like that or working towards what I something wanna, like that?" What I want to do is get whole new people that have not acted before, oh. because I I coached acting and I taught acting in Waldorf and Montessori and my then like we did the Shakespeare stuff like Midsummer Dream and the kids would come like eighth graders would come to the edge of the stage and I and the parents were like you know this is the most amazing thing these guys must have acted forever all these different people were watching news. And I said, okay, kids, how many of this is your first time acting? All these hands went up. So it's like, I want to coach people on layered thinking, acting. And, and like I told Danny recently, acting, good acting is being genuine. Good acting is being honest. If you see a good actor, they should be the most, one of the most honest people on the planet. To get the oh. awards, you need to be honest. You have to be I genuine. So, I yeah. wanted to say something about that. Oh, Sylvia, yeah. let's. Um, who's your favorite actor in Manifest? My favorite actor in Manifest. Yep. Well, I don't know if I have a favorite one yet. Well, like, who is the most believable to you? Yeah, that's a, that's a... Uh, the most believable one. Probably Ben. Ben. Yes. <laughs> Was no. that was that a was that a loaded question, Danielle? <laughs> well, the yeah. reason I ask is Tom and I had this conversation. I think it's Zeke. Yeah. And he yeah. really yeah, comes Zeke across is, as yeah. super genuine and real. So it doesn't right. even look like he's acting. Right. That's the question I ask actors too when I teach things like that. I'll go, um, do you believe you? Do I believe you? Do you believe you? You know, do you I could never yeah. act on a script. That, that's a challenge to me and i like challenges so the thing is like i bet you could are you a genuine person yes are you fiery yes, I, I yes. Ever, nothing's ever scripted with me it just it just comes out the coolest thing too like england like uh, art schools in england like right there it's revered and they say american actors don't know what to do with their hands and their body because they're thinking everything too much mm -hmm. but the thing is that when you just believe when your body believes you when you tell your situation to your body and you're you're doing your show and your body believes you can feel muscles start to activate as if it's real life and your gestures and everything come to life balanced with the actual situation because your body thinks you're living it. That's the wow. key is to convince your body that you're in this moment right now with the stakes at stake. So and it's amazing. It's like I liken it to riding a surfboard on the perfect wave. And you are you you're aware of the audience, what they feel. You're aware of what you feel. You have to be. You're aware of what your character feels, and you immerse in it. So that's layers right there. You can explain layered thinking. See, and it's all about being genuine and honest. And that way, you interplay with the audience. You can actually note how they're feeling and responding to, and serve them. Good acting, good writing is service. To your audience service to the world and people in sports children. you would call that being in the zone yeah in the zone right yeah. so that's what exactly it always feels like i'm riding a surfboard on the perfect wave uh -huh. it's like i'm back in back in hawaii and it's like oh it's like yes and you don't fight it just like when you're getting the flow of the uh script coming to you you don't fight it you simply go as fast as you can getting it down you don't enhance it you don't uh alter it 
you be as pure as possible, like a faithful scribe. You put it all down and let it do its work. And usually it comes in a mundane activity after you've inputted what you've wanted. You put the scene and idea in your head and it goes to the back of your mind and it, it's worked on. And your body will actually respond to working on it. It's really amazing. That whole thing is amazing. Then if you're mowing the lawn, taking a shower, driving the car, usually when you're doing a mundane, repetitive activity, the scene will launch and it'll just start flowing from start to finish. And you're like, wow. And you're like, okay, write down. Okay. You're writing, you're laughing, you're crying, you're writing, and you get this. You know, Tom, so, you've, you've upset the chat here. Joyful June said, oh, dagnammit. I acted on stage in high school, so I guess I'm out. So sad. No, 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 June, I know Tom. I think I, I can get you. I think you're all right. Yeah, Gino's got sway. Gino's got sway. I almost did. I almost, I almost did a Chip and Dale's dance for Gino for my birthday. yeah, for his birthday. For his birthday. Let's establish that. Yeah, we go everywhere. Yeah, and if you missed the beginning, if you missed the beginning of the show, you might want to go back and listen to Tom's unique version of Happy Birthday. <laughs> we might have to make a TikTok out of that one. There you Maybe. go. <laughs> Yay. I was going to do also, echoes, but yeah. Go ahead. Also, Adam said, uh, sounds like pro wrestlers might be needed over actors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys are probably hurting for some real stuff. Yeah. yeah. But really, that's the key is oh, genuine, genuine. Yeah. Actually, you know what's interesting? Um, I saw where this is interesting and if you go back i don't watch wrestling but i started to watch different clips because apparently the whole wrestling so what's his name vince something um i forget his name vince mcmahon stiller okay oh vince well, yeah vince mcneil right or no not mcneil whatever mcmahon mcmahon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so he's friends with trump and trump has something to do with the wwe or whatever That's and cool. apparently all of the uh scripts that they go off of is real life situations and they're all playing real life people mm -hmm. that are actually doing stuff in the world that's so cool that's so cool that's so cool all of wrestling is fake because it's acting but they're actually acting real life situations and they're getting the information from people including trump and whoever else that knows stuff that's going to be happening or something they right. tell the wwe and then they make their entire scene off of it that would make sense that makes sense yeah okay yeah well i'll so. tell your audience too that you know um i look forward to meeting people that will work on this thing i like what you said danny about the documentary and I look forward to actually honoring God for his glory with the peace that he had intended. And I think, yes, I think that this whole gap of time, generations, is was meant as he in intended it to be. The other side thought they got away with it, and that was intended also. All this will bring glory to God in the end. So mm -hmm. I agree. Cool. Yeah. And now that I'm here, uh, honorary co-hosting, I feel like we're real close. The clock is ticking. We're on the 10. This is good. Yeah. We all say yeah. that every day. We feel like yes. it's we something do. is yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. I feel like it can happen at any moment. Honestly, I really believe like at some point, like we're just going to wake up and like, oh, crap, it's going down. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm really I am fully expecting a false flag very soon. Like I, I really very think soon. Yeah. I personally believe yes. it's in the financial systems. I think we might even have a satellite issue or something, but. Mm -hmm. something's something's going down and then but it's good that's going to be like a really i was talking to a friend of mine on the phone the other day his name's mm -hmm. doug belmore he used to be very big on twitter 
they canceled him. He was a professor. I mean, they just have done horrible things to this guy. We used to do a show together also. Okay. Uh, he's out in Arizona. And he was telling me, we talk to each other once a week and we just depress each other immensely <laughs> with like just <laughs> one bad thing after another. But we were, uh, we were kind of like joking around. He's like, he's like, don't you just want it all to cave in? And I'm like, yeah, it's so weird. Like we, like that, we will know that that's a good day. Like if it all falls down at the same time, yep. that's a great day, week, month, whatever, even though it's going to be a hardship for a little bit, you know, not severe. I think we'll have to go through a little bit of hardship, but on the other side of that thing, man, is it going to be glorious? Like it's, yeah. I, you'll know that you, yeah. the battle has been won and God brought it down. We were part of it. He used us as, you know, tools in his hands and I'm excited mm -hmm. for that. Joyful June, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Love you. Love you, June. Yay. Yeah, I could see the One World Order backfiring completely, the Rothschilds plan, Ukraine, everything backfiring, where uh, instead of a One World Order, nations get their sovereignty again, and the America is left out, like Canada, England, and America left out of the party. And it's just suddenly, and then our own populace goes, we don't even want you guys. We're going to form it. We're going to take care of business. You failed. Give us the steering wheel. Daddy's driving. So, Yeah. <laughs> And the mamas. Yes. Okay, if we're in the back seat and your daddy's driving, I mean, can I ask like how much longer are we almost there? Or I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Very okay? carefully, gently, gently. You can whisper, whisper, whisper it to me. Whisper I it to me. Gino, say, are we there yet? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't Paul, make me Paul turn Thaddeus. this car around. Yeah. Paul, and yeah. The, Paul in the chat. Paul Thaddeus. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that. Thank. I yeah. appreciate you too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, happy. <laughs> it's a funny happy birthday sticker. I love the stickers <laughs> here on Foxhole. I, I don't know if Paul, you made that one. That's a good one. That's really good. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, I the whole the backseat driving thing. I mean, I had four kids, right? So I mean, if we yeah. went anywhere like forty five minutes, away, it's like, are we there? Are you kidding me? Like we're we've only been in the car ten minutes. Like, of course we're not there yet. Like, come on. Yeah, right, 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 right. That'd be fun. Just like you know, act like you're gonna take a long trip and just go down the street and stop and like get an ice cream cone. You're like, are we there yet? Yes, we are. Or, or you're driving along as parents, and it doesn't matter where you are when the question comes up, are we there yet? Yeah, we're there. Pull over. Yeah, middle of the, middle of the desert. Have some fun. Okay. That's, That's a good tactic, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, That's guys. There just felt, I just felt like it just went boom. Yeah, I, I know, but Tom, I am excited about this new movie. I think it's gonna be so fun. Like, okay, so let's go through the characters. Like, who who can right. I be? Like, I'll I'll be like, I'll you can be, be the best friend. Guard. I don't care. You can you like, you could be the Alan Alan Grace. They actually put a counselor as Grace in the Matrix because the uh, Morpheus was actually named Alan Grace. Okay. So yeah, right. so you can be Grace. Yeah, you can be Grace. Is, yeah, you can be Alan. Is he a is he a middle aged hero in real life or? Yeah, he's a he's a middle. He saved some guy named Brad, and he's like this really yeah. He's like this no, he's a real hero. Yeah, he's a hero. Excellent. No, he you love him. In fact, in Men in the High Castle, in Men in the High Castle, yeah, in Men in the High Castle, they have the scene where the guy named Dan, whatever. It's like he the Mr. Smith Smith turns his back on his best friend. They milked it. Like they keep milking the scene. Like you showed the Matthew Connolly one. They milked the scene where he turns his back on his best friend and watches him leave. And it's like calling out to him. There's like two scenes of it. That's in here. He turns his back on his best friend. Um, and they used it in Man in the High Castle. So it's like hmm. twice, twice. But it's like that was the scene that goes before the nursing home scene. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's All right, who's, who's Dan Yell going to play? 
Danielle, I think she's definitely either Larray or uh, Julia, which is actually Trinity. So, Ooh, absolutely. I could see yeah. Trinity. I could see that. Well, yeah. that's yeah. she. she when I was given the <laughs> image of the character, I, she fits it perfectly. She looks exactly like what was in the author's mind. So, that's what's so wild. Can I just direct? Yeah. Can I help you direct? Sylvia, the way you just said that to you, you said it so nice. Let, let's let's do this. We'll give you some we'll give you some coaching, and um, that'll be at the uh, uh, the catering table. She and would then, actually uh, yeah. be really good at directing. I think so too. Yes, directing, directing, I am definitely. Kind of Good. Okay, you're your director. Well, you'll be a director. Actually, yeah. Sylvia and she's, is, and she's smiling while she says it. Sylvia <laughs> is literally the master at being the nicest, bossiest person in the world. Like I'm not kidding. So, well, this she is will good. boss somebody around without the person even realizing they're being bossed around. And then all of a sudden you're like pushed into something and you don't even know how it happened. This is perfect. So here you go. So people will see the Wachowskis as these Goofball directors can explain the work, and Sylvia as the director counterparting them, who understands the work completely. Yes. Now let's yes. do interviews. Yeah, when you do interviews, explain the work. It's going to be awesome. I'll get tears. It'll be awesome. Yes. Yay! Yeah. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, do you know you know boss y'all around? <laughs> and then we want it. We want it. Script. We want to see June on set. So June, your report to the set when we start sure. this thing, right? Okay, okay, well, Tom, maybe June, she's a math teacher, so maybe we can just have put something with math in there, okay? Maybe she's. We need a mathematician. We need yeah, a mathematician absolutely. to figure out the probabilities of having someone's high school birthday, dad's name, fiance's name, birthday, all that stuff, the clock, the exact birthday. What's the probabilities of that in a film? We Ooh, need that for the documentary that Danny's there talking you about. Go. There oh, you yeah, go. we need that. All and, right. and Adam Hug a Pug will bring his pug, and, and yeah. Danielle, your, your pugs bugs. will be there. Yep. Let's do a scene. We'll stick a scene in with the pugs running around. That would be great. Okay. Yeah. I have a blind and a deaf one, so that should be fun. That's perfect. <laughs> Interesting. What about your cats, Tom? We're going to throw your cats in there? Is it one it was, or two? She just, she, she's like a extra featured thing, kitty. And she just like, she looks like a multitude. She does crowd scenes. So she's actually one cat. Excellent. Yeah. And she's the I think we got it figured out. Cat. Yes. Yeah. For a little yeah, while, for a little while, Tom, your cat was behind you and you didn't notice, and she was at your door right there trying to get uh -huh. in, and she was getting frustrated. Oh, that's not where her <laughs> litter box is. What are you trying to do? Okay, but yeah, she she found a garlic clove. No, I cut a celery stalk, you know, and she loved it, like the little end of the celery stalk. She that was better than any toy that could be manufactured. That just went everywhere throughout the house. Dotted around. It was like the best thing. Slid just right. So yeah. Anyway. But this is great, guys. I'm excited. I'm excited to. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. This true. When the yeah, when the film's made with this expertise and everything we're talking about, all y'all, then that's gonna floor it. That that's what Sophia Stewart's concerned about too. She's saying you can't make it. We'll put an injunction on you. Like I said, it's like, yeah, right. That means there's matchups. Yeah. <laughs> so when we make it, it's game over for them. Really, it's making the film. Can, and Tom, can I play? I just had a thought. Can I play like multiple roles? Like, can I be also be like the Pat Robertson figure? You want to be? Go for it. It'll take some makeup, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you you have, you have to look like Gollum, you know. Wait, yeah. you have to audition right now. Do Pat Robertson right now. Okay, do Pat Robertson. Okay. I got. Oh, that means I got to say something creepy. <laughs> squint, squint your eyes really tight and and act like you're uh, 
you're you're like uh, what's it mean you can't poo you can't poo or whatever so you're yeah constipated. You're constipated right so it's like like that and then act like you're hearing from god getting the names wrong go ahead i see in uh, 2024 uh diane or dd whatever her name is <laughs> is that her dd yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got uh, i see you in uh fishnet stockings uh yeah <laughs> That's, that would fit, wouldn't it? That would fit. <laughs> creepy. So you, creepy. Did you did you did you hear how he talks? You're great, you know. You're great. <laughs> he, he does it like how he talks to oh, women. Like if he if he was talking to Sylvia, oh my God! If he was still alive, oh, he's yeah. probably crying. Like he's, he does this weird thing. Like he tries to sound sexy. He's like, oh yeah, Sylvia. I know that I. Yeah, so all men feel the same way. Yeah, it's just like heartthrob. Yeah. Creeping me out. Robin. And what's his real name? What's his real name? What's his first real oh, name? Mary. What was it? I forgot. Marion. Yes. Yeah, see, I was Marion. Oh, yes. oh, my gosh. How'd you remember that? Marion. Oh yes. It's oh, apparently. Not a guy's name. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Adam's love pug, uh, Kenshin, I love that name, does love the camera some. So um, oh, he's he, he's good. made for the camera. Yeah, apparently. I love it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then we're, we're yeah. getting it together now. This is all just coming together. Well, but you're right. You're yeah. going to have to teach me how to act then because I am not good at acting and I can't remember stuff. I can't remember lines. Uh, I think you're already Ooh. good at acting. You're actually good, which means you're genuine. Okay. So you're actually good. You got it. You got okay, it. There you, you go. Got yeah I'm done. So, I'm to yeah do. <laughs> yeah don't add anything to it be yourself and then we'll talk about layers okay and you're on your way all oh, y'all yeah. I'm, so. I'm definitely gonna need cue cards sorry tom no it's fine that's fine yeah. uh, we, we, well there's cutaways we can do cutaways okay, so good. we'll just have a lot of angles on gino it'll be like i am feeling differently about the oh, and i go back to and then i'll be yeah <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a ton of cutaways i could yeah. i bet I, there was oh gosh there used to be this show on tv called wings it was one of my favorite comedies of all time I love and if you, oh my gosh it's i, I used, remember I that still yeah watch, it's such a great winner. show yeah yeah yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah yeah it's smooth and and yeah. lowell was the mechanic right he was like yes. the dumb guy and he was hilarious uh what's his name tom church something I forget, he's still around anyway he was like the dumb mechanic and there was this one episode where <laughs> they were doing the phantom of oprah it was like a local play on the oh my god and and he was like <laughs> he had one line in the whole like play and he screwed it up like a hundred times and he come and he he's supposed to like swing on this rope and like ruin the whole show like the phantom of the opera right. or whatever and, right. he, and he swings like too early, like three different times. And he says the wrong <laughs> like that, that would be like me just screwing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that sounds good. That yeah, sounds good. Well, I do have a yeah. TV series I want to do too. So you can be my Excellent. TV series too. So it's like kind of along that line. <laughs> oh, so, Curious yeah. Patriot has joined us. Curi Curi oh, we have to have Curious Patriot in there. Actually, Curious Patriot actually has some acting in his background. Mm. I've watched it. I've seen it. He, I've seen a clip of it. He's got a channel in Rumble, so yeah excellent this is gonna be fun this will be fun this will be fun like all these people that love the art and love what we're doing and are part of it and coming together to make the original film the way it's supposed to that'd be cool keanu reeves was actually considering um coming over and uh, coming side. to the right side and and being a hero by being uh, having this film made 
That's what I was told. Well, okay. And then, you then know he went back to his, but he went back to his biker gang. So he, he decided uh, not to. He freaked out and decided not to. Right. So there was a moment where he was thinking of it. So, but See, no, I don't want to. Yeah. There's that whole thing with him, you know, like he's this great guy, like the, all the YouTube videos of him on a subway and stuff. But, you know, look, Keanu, if you're good, bad, ugly, I don't know. I don't know you personally. Yeah. I don't like going after people's characters without knowing them because maybe he really wants to do something good in, in, deep down inside. But he's concerned about his legacy. Guys, I, yeah, I don't yeah. play it. You know, I get it. Like, I totally understand. And the agencies. That, so. And the agencies. But, and the agencies. But I promise you, I promise you, Keanu, you come over to our side, it's going to be, look, we'll do Bill and Ted 5. I don't know. What, how many yeah. Bill and Ted's were there? Yeah. <laughs> Just we'll do, do the we'll right do Bill thing. Bill and Ted part 5. Yeah. I'll play, is it Ted? I forget which one. I'll be Bill. He's yeah. Ted. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll play so, Keanu, well. yeah. Keanu, just make your call. Come through and make your call. Join the winning side. Do it right. <laughs> All right. Follow Roseanne. Well, right. oh, what will Roseanne be in, in your movie? Oh, wow. Well, I do have a male oracle in the original work. They switched it to um, someone look like Sophia Stewart so she could make her claim uh -huh. that that was an in-house arrangement. So it's like I didn't have a Sophia Stewart as the oracle in the original work. It's copyrighted and theirs isn't. So, no, nope, she loses that way. But the thing is, um, it would actually be a man for the oracle. But as far as Roseanne... I'd probably put her on like a program on the background there. So she's like, she's got the cameo go. thing going. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe like one line just in the background, something funny. Yeah. Just oh, add some do levity. You, here he goes, just for fun. On the Star Trek thing, the 2017, where they put the enhancer and the blue pill biting down the femme fatale, all that stuff they're ripping off, including the same names. They have a bug crawling around that's evil. And they called it what? Stuart. They're mocking her in the Star Trek where they're ripping off really? her work. Yeah, yeah, that's not all. There's even more. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's even more. I just lost a train of thought. But how do like, you find, so Tom, much... how do you find all this stuff? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm cued in. I'm cued in on Damn. what to watch. I'm cued in. Plus, they're putting it in front of me on, like, on Amazon. They're, Disney's involved in Amazon. Yeah, all. they do that. So, and Netflix, <laughs> so they put it up there for me. So it's like, you know, watch this. I'll be like, all right. They put it in my lap. Like I'm saying, all parties. All good and bad are pushing us together. So it's really wild. It's like they want they're interested in the story almost more now than the outcome. They they're just into the story, the real well, life story. So they're all trying to put into the real life story. Isn't that wild? I think the reason for that is because they know at this point we've all come together and there's no mm -hmm. hope for them to win without us realizing it and because right. we're awake. So I think they're like, okay, well, rather than completely losing and like crying about it, we might as well like push them to do it and then take credit for it. Exactly. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And they can come back later too, they think, from what I heard, and say, oh, well, we, we put your guys' names in there because um, that was us, you know, rooting for you. No, you didn't. You're yeah. mocking us. <laughs> so it's like they can play it both ways, right? Yeah. So yeah. 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 But there's, there's so much going on in that Star Trek one that's just like absolutely just bizarre besides the enhancer turning into link oh they also did this get this they have uh the star trek captain that's the good guy in the series he goes like this well just like the greatest minds of all time cochran who star trek phones would know and musk then they come back later to double down for musk and they go uh the the main lead uh lead character the african-american lead character in the star trek series who's actually in also in walking dead she goes well, I went to um, Musk Junior High. So they're name dropping him too. But the thing is, they're elevating Musk and trashing Stuart. So Stuart plays this creepy crawly bug that spies and no one likes. 
So they're, 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 they're doing, they're, that's what they do with their minions. They say, if we make you, we can break you. So they have no yeah. real longevity when it comes to the cabal. And in Game of Thrones, they spell it out where they're all contributing it to it, right? And it's commissioned by employees inside uh, for them to do it, just like Tom Hanks and ours. They're saying, too, that, um, that the same thing, that if they make you, they can break you. But there was one other thing that was really important about um, – there's so much in there about the story. What makes a great ruler is a good story, and we have a great story. We have a great story, and it happens to be copyrighted. And it's like – and they put us in our own film. They're – like you said, Danny, they're, they're making themselves fall. There's so many ways you can slice this where it's like if that's what is determined to make a good ruler – and you also see, don't you get a hint of that too there, that they're trying to say, we put these things in, come back to us, we groomed you to lead. They're still pushing an agenda of, I was groomed to lead, see? And I, if I come home, I can lead. But I'm going to lead with the best, and it's not in their camp. So I'm going to co-lead. And that's what, that, now it makes sense to me why God gave that to me about not being a single person on this. It's to be a group. So there's no one person as a leader. Glory goes yeah. to God. Glory goes to God. So it's all coming together here. It's cool. Now, did you say that there was um, that you saw Sylvia in Star Trek or something? Yes, the uh, the best friend of the main character's name is Sylvia. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have you, Danny, but they mock you. They mock oh, you. I I took that. the footage. No, they did. It's horrible. Imagine so they have, that. Everybody the, mocks me. <laughs> yeah, the Danny character looks – I took a pictures of it for you. I'll show you guys next time okay. if you want. So it looks exactly like you, and this is how she talks. Are you ready? Remember how I said your voice is amazing? I love your voice. Well, I'll have to play it for you. So they make fun of your voice. They, they actually make fun do. of your voice. Oh, my they gosh. Do. Yeah. No it looks kidding. exactly like you, and she, and she talks – I'm not going to imitate it. I will play it for you next time. Okay. If you're up for it, let me – I'll show you Sylvia. Show your name as best friend. And Danny – Watch what they did to your character. Okay, so they always do that. So when I was being trafficked online, which I have told people, right. um, by a handler that I had, he that was one of the, the biggest things that he would kind of try to destroy me over is right. mocking my voice right. and literally making it so that I never wanted to talk. For like right. probably three years, I never spoke and I was very quiet because I was so afraid of anyone hearing my voice. Right. And I think that voice is amazing. I'm just like, mm -hmm. wah. So yeah, so this is good. It's going to be like, it, that'll turn around quick. Right. Like, yeah, this they director, don't want you to yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah, they don't. And so they make fun of my voice. They, they've been doing this for like 13, 14 years now. So it's not surprising to hear that. Also, um, what I found interesting, always sunny in Philadelphia. So oh, Philadelphia. The, the main character is Sweet D. And she was known in a few of the episodes of ha as having a back brace. And she would go and go out and to wherever she would go with a back brace on and people would mm -hmm. make fun of her. Well, right. I had a back brace for a couple of years and people made fun of me. They bullied me because I had a back brace and then I had back surgery at a children's hospital. Right. Well, and then also I have this little gag reflex issue sometimes. And in the show, Sweet D goes up as and like does an open mic thing. They make her do it. And every single time she gets nervous, she does this like hilarious gag thing. 
where she starts like gagging because she's too nervous. Like there's little bits and pieces in that show that I'm like, oh my god, like that's literally me. Like all of these right. things are me. Right. And her that's name right. is Sweet D. <laughs> See, they're mixing us together. They're mixing us all together because what they did in Star Trek too. Get this, they say in Star Trek, they go just a random thing just to stick it in. They go like this. The um one girl Vulcan goes like this. Um, while I'm on Earth. I'm going to go see a baseball game at Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Well, Doylestown is where Central West High is, my high school that's in the Matrix. I went to school at Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, so they, they stick it in. I, I have a picture of it, too. I'll show you from the Star Trek thing, a picture of it, where they go, yeah, we're going to see a baseball game. I went to see a baseball game at Doylestown, Pennsylvania. That's where I played baseball, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And Danielle, so you don't have to worry about being mocked in your voice because Joyful June's out there and makes fun of me all the time. I can't say that word. C A R. Call car. Sorry. Car. It is a vehicle from now on. It's a vehicle. A vehicle. Sylvia, when you were on your cruise recently, you watched a movie, right? That was just on the TV. And you said that there was a Sylvia in that movie. Yep. What was it again? Gosh, I'm trying to remember. It had to do with time. And it was Justin Timberlake. Mm hmm. What's the name of that movie? It's basically like it's it's where like they're taking time. So and God, girl, I wish I could remember the name of that movie. It was really good. It's so much to explain. It's though. called In Time. In Time. Oh, there you go. Have you have you seen that one, Tom? No, I don't think so. Well, basically they break it down just like what they're doing now like where they have classes like the ghetto and justin lives in the ghetto and so like they they literally like have to work every day to you know to pay you know like to earn money you know mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. how we're slaving to to pay for rent and stuff but theirs right. was paid in time so they would get on and they would have on their wrist it was like uh oh no time. right that's i do know of this one because i had written yeah. down i wrote down a, a briefing that i told um this hollywood group about where i wanted to do a thing where um lifespan became a commodity and the poor were being used where their lifespan was being uh used up by the rich and so the right. rich would take so it that's exactly it so instead of money oh my god time, which is they really did use it so they did about. use it. it's time yeah. that we're that we're losing and see that's, that's that's one of the things I was telling them. Yes, so, and then yeah. the poor die often because they don't have enough time because um, they would run out of time and they would just, as right. soon as their clock runs out, they die. Right, that was kind of, that's a um, simplified thing of what I was doing. But I can't wait to tell you the actual, the one of the 16. I can't wait to tell you guys. So maybe next time we can. Yes. Curious Patriot oh. said, uh, dang it, I don't mock you, Danny. And then he also said, oh, Danny, we got to talk. <laughs> we <gotta> walk. Walk. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. No, I think you got a great voice. A great voice. So yeah, but they they, they went all voice. out. They went all out to mock. All out. And there's yeah, Sylvia. I mean, it's in the it, same episode. Sylvia and then you and it's like, yeah. It totally makes sense that they mock the voice because of what happened to me. Literally, my handler mm -hmm. for a few years literally silenced me completely i didn't i didn't have anyone i had no friends no family i was literally a slave for a while almost four years and i never spoke because if i spoke he would make fun of me like i, I would love to expose this handler sometime that'd be really uh, nice to uh, just uh, put him yeah. up here and let's have adam you know and uh, just oh, yeah. send a message to their side
Oh, Send a message. Oh, no, I would love that too. Yeah. Let's oh, do it. yeah. Give me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Good. Five good. Minutes. Then that's it. That's it. Let's do it. Let's. Uh. Yeah. We've got. We got these, and we got great people. So let's go ahead and just. <laughs> Use I was it. kind of talking. I was kind of talking about these, Tom. But yeah, I get you. I'm a, yeah. I'm a non-violent oh. person, but no. But, no, no I say minutes, about. Did you see remember, wedding singer? Wedding singer. He's yeah. like, I got the microphone. to listen to everything I say. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. This is great. I just felt like that. This is fun. That was that nice. Was yeah. Happy right. birthday, well, big guy. Thank you. Yay! Thank happy you. birthday. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Gina. Oh, we didn't even say, Gina, we didn't say what the third website was. Yeah, say it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the girls, the girls have actually purchased me a real website. Well, they're all real, but one that I might actually utilize (laughs) and start my own uh, thing. So it's, is it, it went, was it Insight Channel? It's InsightChannel.org. Insight Channel. Yeah. Yeah. So now I got to figure out how to, how to do a website. The girls are going to help me in. I'm sure yeah. I got some other friends that can help me. My son could probably help me too. I well, was I was tapping tapping thought, her shoulder too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Way yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, it's so much yeah, easier, I, and I like I'm so excited uh, for our new website that's mm-hmm. coming out. So and it's so much easier. We can actually teach you how to do it. And yep. You can create whatever you want. And Yay. stay tuned uh, for the updates. I'll have to. I'll just have to do that in my spare time, I guess. Oh, that's right. I don't have spare time. <laughs> so when, when's that going to happen? I guess I won't sleep for a couple of days. Now we'll get it figured out. There you uh, go. Adam, Adam said, I do have a voice for newsprint. <laughs> Adam's on a roll tonight. Man. Oh, <laughs> He's on mailing it. Maybe yeah. Adam's going to have to, you know, write uh, write Immortals 2 with you or something, Tom. Like, yeah, so it's Welcome to it. Okay. Comedic relief. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, I do have all <laughs> so, genres, so I do have comedies and things like that too. Excellent. I can't wait to tell you. I can't wait to tell you guys all about the different shows when we're behind closed doors. Yay! Yes, like, yeah. Keep it. Keep it in the team. Sure. Yeah. Sylvia, who is hosting? Curious Patriot wants to know for your website. It's hostingers. Who? What? What it's is it? H o s t i n g e r. Hostinger. Oh, hostingers. Okay. Let me see if it has an S on it. Um, I don't think it does. I think it's just hostinger. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah basically what's happening is the new website, everything's going to be new, new host site, new everything. So new cool. <laughs> domain stays the same, but uh, just new new site. And the whole, it's all revamped the way the, you know, yeah. it, it's times are changing, man. So it's like you got to move. We're updating. Time and Yay. Yay. Cool. It's going to be user-friendly, right, ladies? Yep. User-friendly. Nice. Nice. Especially if I can use it, you know it's (laughs) (laughs) user-friendly. And Sylvia, there's going to be like a, there'll be a bot Sylvia in there. She's very demanding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sylvia, it's on. I I, I, I think they're afraid (laughs) to even touch mock Sylvia. Like that Star Trek enter who's just Sylvia, best friend Sylvia. They won't say anything else. They won't say anything else. She's like, yeah, they're they're scared. So who? She's the best friend of who in that movie or show or whatever it is. The lead character, one of the lead the lead lead girl. So, yeah. Does my best friend turn on me? Uh, they got it all. Like Gino said, they got everything backwards. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like everything's backwards. They do keep some scenes the same, even from the Immortals, like when the girl takes the, it's so badly done, which see how they do that one. So well, that's another one we could read from the original script and then um, show the scene on how they do it on the 17th version. I, so yeah. I, you know what, Tom? I, I have to, I hate to say this. I have to watch The Matrix again because I haven't seen it in so oh, no, long. No, you, I, I no. Know, it's just, I that's just lifted just images. So, no, no, but yeah. I just want to watch it so I can, understand it even better now because it's been so long like i almost forgot some of the characters what the plot you know some oh of you the mean understand what they did with it yeah because you won't exactly understand the so because you'll yes, under, yeah to, it just it it yeah. raises more questions than answers it just confuses yeah. people because they're just lifting what they think is cool out of context yeah. and that's why they said we'll keep you know, everybody said to blow up the ending because it didn't make any sense but I was that's why of, yeah i was one of the few people i remember when it first came out and we you know my father like we when he was alive we used to watch movies like every night Mm-hmm. So he would bring movies over and we'd watch them, right? That was when you had to put the VCR <laughs> tape in there and the, or the DVD. Sure. So, right. you know, we would watch it. And I, I remember watching that movie and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I don't right. even under, I don't even know what's going on here. You know, when did it come out? What, 99? 1999. Yeah. Like they said, let audiences figure it out for themselves. They had no idea what they were doing, right? Yeah, so. And so they didn't understand what it meant. They mocked it on set. They actually had footage of them mocking it on set. Just like Pat Robertson mocked the script. Mm-hmm. So they were mocking on set and they didn't think that it would merit a two or three. They thought they'd be get a one off on it, save their careers and cash in. And they didn't think it'd be successful. So when they had to write two, they were at a loss. They started writing two and I have that actual script they were writing. They actually tried, it was so bad. That's why their attorneys are saying they have been working drafts also because I have what they tried and they put Gregory as a, opposite of neo like they take my dna or something and smith creates a bad tom thomas a to fight him and they call him gregory well gregory is my best friend who wrote the battle sequences with me Mm. and submitted with me so they mock him in it too as against me reversing that so yeah anyway but they never they had to drop it when i resubmitted and that's why there wasn't even time they just trashed that script but when you see it it's that bad it is that bad what they actually tried to do on their own. And uh, so they tried. Their ego got the best of them. They tried to do a, a part two and they had to scrap it. And that's why they were angry when they did two and three. They did it together. They were angry. In fact, Larry wasn't even on set hardly at all. He kept going off with his, he's mar- he was married, but he went off with his Dama Matrix lady uh, to San Francisco all the time and wasn't even really on set. So uh, because he didn't want to be around my work. So, yeah. And Curious incidentally, said- yeah. He, Curious Patriot said, Tom, pitcher hanging hooks are really cheap. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, we can name them. We'll name Larry Art. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, maybe we need to have a fundraiser and we'll we'll raise some money for, for pitcher hanging. Yeah, maybe I like it. get a guy yeah. to come over to the house with a hammer and some nails or, or hangers. Whatever you... Yeah. <laughs> Open a little museum of losers. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Oh, All it's right, amazing. Ladies, any, yeah. anything else before we close up shop? No? <laughs> wow. I don't think so. <laughs> wow, <laughs> speechless. That was the first time ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was, I, was, I was expecting something, <laughs> and it was like something. I thought, was like, they, wow. I thought they froze up or something. I'm like, oh, man, no, yeah. Zoom must have froze. <laughs> we just want to leave you hanging for a little while. Yeah, and yeah. Add some yeah. mystery to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't seem to ever freeze. They don't freeze, you know. They just have quiet power it's amazing. oh man it's, it's amazing. Well, yeah. we, are, we are learning not to say so much what <laughs> less is more <laughs> not learning that from me 
Okay, good. All right. No, not from you. Not from Tom. It's it's from experience. Oh well, tell tell Mrs. Experience we appreciate her help. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll Well, be back next week, Tom. What we need so next week, let's plan on doing some of the proofs, some of these little clips, videos, whatever. Yes. Um, Yes. We can compare notes. Yeah, Pat Robertson's commercial. I want you to see the commercial Ooh, at his yeah. fundraiser yeah. and what he says afterwards and how he's against every single denomination. And he's the only one that knows the word of God. I didn't just say that, did I? Isn't that <laughs> incredible? Don- what was his denomination? Uh, whatever pays it Pat both. Robertson. Yeah, Pat Robertson. <laughs> Remember, he's I am, Sylvia. He's I am MG Pat Robertson. Yes. So, and why'd they name it Regent University, the school, after they got embroiled with me? Uh, to rule in place of God. Yeah. And what can they do with the law of reciprocity? Bind God. So you will make you rich. And if you're rich, you're it's all backwards. Anyway, yeah, so I'd love to show the clips. That'd be fun. That'd be good. Well, yeah, the fact that good. they think they can bind God just tells how stupid they really are. Yeah. And you know what they fear more than God? Which they fear because they don't really have a good view of who God is. They fear you and Danny and probably June and all the rest of you out there. They fear the feminine. They are so afraid of the feminine. Why do they fear the feminine so much? Uh, Because they feel that they could publicly uh, turn people on them, that they feel that a woman that speaks badly about them could influence people to think bad about them. They are still stuck on the playground in elementary school where they were bullied. And they're afraid that they can, yeah, that's the ego. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's like what Back to the Future, what uh, Back to the Future the guy was wrestling with. When he's dealing with Bert, beer for whatever his name was. Yeah. It's that oh, thing. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's their kryptonite. That's their kryptonite. They'll come up to you and look you up and down and feel they have God's authority on earth or you quote over you. And they also will feel that they have the right to save your life by lusting after you. But they are afraid of your influence and power being beautiful because that's what they lust after. There's the key. There's the key. You've got them. So the divine feminine can wipe them out yeah god's god's way so it's the time it's gonna be the time of the woman you're gonna see them also moving a certain way watch for this they're gonna be elevating the idea of a woman ruler now not just a president um they're also going to be looking for uh a antichrist a recast where it's a woman watch for a female antichrist because they are afraid they're afraid of the power what yeah. I've seen is watch for them to set up a real female as the Antichrist because mm-hmm. they're trying to turn her everyone against her. That's exactly right. That's what I'm trying to say is they're going to mm-hmm. cast a Antichrist as female because right. they're trying to they're trying to do an end run. They're trying to do a switch now. We right. they failed. I was cast. I was groomed to point to be the Elon Musk, right? And that's it's interesting. He's even imitating my life story now. That's not boasting. It's just that. They, they blew it. We short-circuited Robertson's plan to be president, the one-world theocracy. He blames it on me, even. And it's like, I'm not trying to do that for pride. I'm just saying they blew it on the Antichrist guy story. Now they got to try something different. And they're going to do it. They're going to dress what they fear most. So you're right, Danny. You're right. They'll want to have control of her, right? Like a mm-hmm. puppet show. Like a puppet yeah. show. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put um, feelers and offers towards you. Just they like they put feelers do. and offers towards me. And yeah, that is that's the, yeah, that's what's going on. Been trying. Yeah, that's, that makes sense, doesn't it? And therefore yeah. the Star Trek thing. When they when they felt they threw the case, they didn't feel 
they didn't feel solid they could hold that line. They didn't feel that, they, that we wouldn't bounce back and make our claim and get name credit and have influence that way. So they had to do something, and they started mocking in the work. And there's, Dan, there's Sylvia, you know, me, Danny. I got to look for you, Gino. I got to see what they're doing for you. But they, they uh, seem to know where we're coming from. You know, so manifest. Well, I can tell you that um, thegreatone.com is selling for $8,000 right now. So wow. somebody saw that coming. Yeah. That's, that's danceable. That's why we, that's, that's why we yeah. had to go with Gino, the great one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Although I think we should have went bradwilson.com. Yeah. That one's. That one's already bought for sure. Yeah, you're a Brad. You're, <laughs> like you're a real gold. Brad. Yeah, that, one's that is gold. gold. You know what I forgot? I was going to bring the uh, <laughs> those two articles my sister had typed up oh, for Christmas. Yeah. I was oh. going to read them to you guys. I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be I cool. Got, can we do that yeah, next time? Or you got... Yeah. All right, this yeah, time. So we got, we, got, gotta... we got homework. We got homework for next we time. Do. We do. We do All right, homework. yeah. Wait to hear this commercial, yeah. too. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, cool. guys. Well, thank you over there on Rumble. We appreciate you guys tonight. Uh, also here, of course, on the Foxhole. Curious Patriot, Adam Hogapug, uh, Joyful June. Yes, you, the, they're always the three that you can count on. And I love it's just, <laughs> I love reading the comments because half the time, sometimes you guys are talking serious and I'm like laughing because I'm reading the comments. Yeah. yeah. Read they're the comments they're to us. Yeah, read it, read it. 15, read I, I, well, I do. I do read them. But they're 15 okay. seconds behind. So it's like, you know they're seeing something later than we're actually talking about. So it, it might be serious. And then I'm laughing because someone said something that just cracked me up or whatever. Okay, we love you guys. Sheldon. Thank you so much. What's that? Bradwilson.com. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my <laughs> God. That's great. What is, no way. Who is it? Is Gino on there? It was a it's gorilla. A it's a gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's hidden messages. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I think it's artwork. Oh, cool. Excellent. Sorry, I had to show you. Bradwilson.com is taken. Is, is it, is nice. it W-I-L-S-O-N? It or is two L's? art. Yeah. Okay, darn. Okay, well, I got to talk to Brad about that. We'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brad. Yeah, Brad. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Who's this? Brad, it's Gino. I saved your life, remember? Who? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, we took it a different way. All right. <laughs> Oh you, you should you should go okay. see him. Look him up. Go to his house, and, and and the first time he sees you, go like this. It's still hurting. Still hurting, but it's okay. You were worth it, Brad. Does he have any you, I, idea that he's brought off on every single show? I I gotta tell him. You know, it's funny because I'm actually working. So I grew up with this guy Rodney, and I'm working for him right now. I'm doing his basement for him, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. We grew up in the same neighborhood, and you know, so we've been catching up on times, laughing about stuff. Yeah, and I t and I was telling him about the bleacher incident because he was friends with brad because brad they lived right by each other so yeah so he's like he's cracking up and he's like he's like i actually remember that because he was he's like <laughs> one year i yeah. think he's one year younger than me he's like i remember that you guys were like trying to lift the bleachers and stuff yeah and brad got all messed up his back was screwed up and he had a brace on for like a year and yeah he's probably a little little shorter <laughs> after it thumped him in the head or whatever but yeah but you know, we were cracking up about it. I'm like, well, I said, do you remember the article that was written about me? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, what? He's like, well, what newspaper? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean, what newspaper? It was the Troy Gazette. Everybody was reading the Troy Gazette. <laughs> like small little town. Right, he's right, right. He's like, he's like, he's like, I didn't even know there was a Troy Gazette. 
It broke my heart, Tom. Can you show it? Can you show that next time? Do you, you, you say you didn't find it yet? I you can't it find it. I can't. We, I literally went online because I, I, I want it so bad. And yeah, I we got to find wrong, it. There was, two, there was two local papers. Maybe it was the other one. The Troy... Uh, one was Troy Gazette. One was Troy Tri Tribune or something. Or <laughs> we got to find it. We got to find it. Yeah, no, yeah you've got to call it. them and ask for the archives for whatever year that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, good, good. Hey, we've got, a, we've got a lot of diggers. That, that'll be next yeah. year. <laughs> yes, that, oh, man. If you find that, that is gold. That is yeah. actual gold. Because then I can just shove it in my family's face and just look, see? Yeah. See? <laughs> Told you. You can play that, yeah. The the what's that song from or the music from Raiders of the Lost Ark? We can play that when it goes. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Or the yeah, when, they, when they get the idol, the golden idol. When they get the golden idol, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Then we'll do a cutaway. You running from the boulder? It's great. Oh, okay. Man. All right, guys. Good show. Cool. All right, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you. Uh, I'm back tomorrow night with. Uh, let's see. Yeah, tomorrow with me. Oh, I forgot. I told Matt I was going to show his website. Okay, I got to do this real quick. So Matt, my co-host on Wednesday night, has started a hot sauce company, and I got to tell you, it is oh. spicy. Oh my gosh! I it almost burned my tongue out of my mouth. <laughs> I took one little I love drop hot of it. sauce. Oh wow! Uh, he has some really really good ones. Uh, that's the making of it. He just started his company, and it's starting to take off. He's got a bunch of restaurants and stores uh, buying into it now. Wait, so where if does anybody's he interested, <laughs> he's here with up here by me. Oh, okay. My cousin has my cousin has a place down in Florida actually that sells hot sauce. He's he's very well known now down there. What is his name? Um, it's called L. Oh, it's after his daughter's name, L something. It's he's got like fifty okay. different sauces, but he's won a bunch of competitions and stuff too. So nice. Yeah. So so if anybody's interested, you can go nice. to Heat Street. What is it? Heat uh, HeatStreetDetroit.com. And it's really good. I mean, I I tasted it, but for me, it was a little spicy. So I told him, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to bring it down a couple notches." And he's like, "Oh, so you just want a bottle? Of, you just want a bottle of ketchup?" <laughs> like, no, no, I do want some spice, but <laughs> yeah. so they're actually making fun of me. Anyway, all right. Yeah. On that note, oh yeah, I think Curious already ordered some. Yes, excellent. Which one did you get, by the way? There's, I think he got the. Pineapple and cherry or something. Oh, that I sounds would good. Love that. Yeah, that sounds that good. Does sound good. He's yeah. got some really good ones. Yeah. He's working on more. He's got some. Let's get. We'll get some, we'll get some for Heat your party. Yes, for the big cool. bash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Yeah. Have a great night. God bless. Have a great night.